0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast with your ever faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir.
1: Joel, I am doing pretty good. Lovely. Good we to are, hear. We are knocking on the door of E3. All the times that are out yeah. there. Should we actually like recap Ooh. the schedule? Well, maybe we'll you that before we like, actually. After we, after we talk about what we've been feeling, maybe we'll do it later.
0: We'll do a bit later because it might lead, it might be a nice lead into our like our sort of our big topic, I guess, of the show. Um, yeah, no, but what else has been happening? Anything? Anything exciting happening
1: in your world? Um, I finished watching *Picnic and Hanging Rock*, but you know what, Joel? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it here because oh, <laughs> I'm going to oh. be on *Hunting* seasons to talk about it. What? So I'm going to be talking to the wonderful Broad yeah. and Damask, and I'm I'm terrified because they know about TV and I don't. So that should be <laughs> that should it, be an interesting experience.
0: It, it's it's really funny because like I I knew that last week when you were talking about Picnic and hanging Rock. but I, I knew it, I knew it too. Anything. I knew it as well. Yeah, like like I, obviously, but like I was like I didn't I didn't want to say anything because I, I was like I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin their scheduling or anything. So yeah. Um, I'm glad that you've mentioned it now. I'm like, cool. Hey, all right, we can talk hey, about that.
1: They said it at the end of their last episode, so it's them. Oh, they, they put they it foot out right, there. Cool.
0: They've they've given the okay, uh, you know, by proxy, I guess.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be there, and I'll be, I'll be the guy going. Yeah, look, it w- I like this. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, spoilers! Come on. I'm sorry. I'm You're sorry to spoil your my opinions, opinion. A picnic and Hanging Rock. Damn. Damn,
0: uh, we'll just cut the. They can just cut that out of this episode and just, and just put that in there. Put it
1: in theirs, and then, like, that can be my contribution. <laughs> that's, uh, your, can, that's yours, yeah. But apart from oh. that, honestly, I've just been sort of plugging away at the main game I've been playing this week, which we'll talk about soon, and working, Joel, because it's Mother's Day weekend. So, of course, Ooh. retail's been busy as hell because people always leave things till the last minute. Hell yeah, they do.
0: That's, that's, that's how, that's how people operate. It is. It I absolutely got no time is. to plan ahead. Yeah.
1: And you know, I'm guilty of um, it too. So I get it. I understand. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, um, what about on your end, Joel? What have, what have you been up to?
0: Um, I've done some cool stuff this week. I had a pretty rela- like relatively relaxing. I had three days of relaxation. Let's put it that way. Um, I went away with my wife for a few days, uh, for our anniversary, our wedding anniversary. And we went to, uh, we stayed at a lovely place in uh, Hepburn called uh, Breakneck Gorge. And I'm going to do a little shout out. If you're looking for a, a place, if you're in Victoria and you're looking for a place to uh, get away um, for the weekend or like a midweek getaway, go to Breakneck Gorge. Holy hell, it was gorgeous. Um, like it's it's literally on top of a hill that overlooks like a giant, like a ravine sort of thing. And it is stunning. The actual accommodation itself is really pretty. It's like this little loft, like living area downstairs and like a loft bedroom on top. It's got a spa that opens out onto this amazing view. Um, and yeah, it was lovely. We got away for a few days and I sort of ignored any sort of calls. Well actually I know, I was very, very adamant with my work saying, Do not don't fucking contact me, please. Don't <laughs> want to know about it.
1: Off the grid.
0: Yeah, yeah. Except for except for you guys. I was talking to you guys still because that, you oh, Joel, know. You've, that's not off the grid. You've spoiled it all. I was off the work grid. That's that's the important thing. That's that's what I wanted. To, that's we, the takeaway I wanted from this whole situation. Joel,
1: were you on your switch? I um I didn't play anything
0: i i i checked i like no i i i had actually downloaded a game that i played a little bit of but i wasn't feeling um and i didn't play it while i was away but i did check the store to see if there was anything on there that i did want to download um and there wasn't so i didn't actually play anything on my switch i mostly play on my phone i was playing a solitaire game because i'm i'm an old man now so solitaire is my thing that's what i do before i go to bed i play solitaire on my phone um Wow, it's a, cool get, it's a cool solitaire. It's a cool solitaire. Get to like build. It, it, you get points and you build a little. Like this one I'm playing. You build like a restaurant tower. And you build like different restaurants on top of each other. It's cool. It's dumb, but I love it. Um, but yeah, it was great. We had a really lovely time away. Um, went to the chocolate mill. That was great. I went to a cidery. I don't know if that's the actual terminology for it, but um, the Dalesford Cider Company. We tasted ciders, and it was great. Um, so, like, very adult, relaxing things that I did for a few days. We also played mini golf, but you know, that that, that also happened. Um, it, if there's one thing, thing that's that, constant
1: in life, Joel, it's that if you are anywhere near a mini golf establishment, you will demand to play mini golf.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I have like this weird sense that I can like, I can, I can sense it before. It's like, we a, it. It. It's like
1: a really like, useless version of a spidey sense.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah, but just for mini golf. Like uh, we came around the corner, I, I had no idea there was one in Hepburn, and I, we came around the corner, and I, I, I like just before we came around the corner, I saw like an M, and I, I didn't even see the rest of the word, and I'm like mini golf, and sure enough, there was a mini golf course there. It was terrible. It was a really bad mini golf course, but in a way, it was kind of made it a lot more fun because it made it like unbelievably hard to play because it was in such disrepair, but. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And yeah, apart from that, just work. Recapping Arrested Development, because, you know, we got news that Season 5 is actually going to be here by the end of the month. Well, not for us. John. technicalities, technicalities <laughs> aside, it'll be here by the end of the month. Um, And also with that new remix, Season 4, I wanted to actually watch that as well. But I thought, why not go back to the start and watch the whole thing? Because from what I've I watched have been new- show. of, like
1: of a season four remix it's way better like way better than it was originally i
0: i have heard that's the general consensus from people which is good um i can't really remember season four that much i only watched it once so um but uh, compared to the other three seasons which i've watched, i think i just finished season one tonight i think that's probably at least the sixth or seventh time i've watched the whole series like the season one at least because I just, I love that show so much. It is just so good. Uh, and it still gets genuine belly laughs out of me. It's just fantastic. But anyway, shall we talk about what we've been playing, Kyron?
1: Yeah, I think it's about time. We've, we've covered some TV mm. stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've done our, our our mini Hunting Seasons podcast within dialogue options that we seem to be doing. Um,
1: so now we can talk about the thing we we, we usually talk about.
0: Yeah, what we advertise
1: on the box. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I can I can I start off this week because I haven't played much. Like, sure thing, all. Joel. I I will not stand in the way of you starting off. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I I like I said I played a lot of solitaire, so that was fun. Um, but no, the only other thing I've really of of note that I've played this week, uh, apart from I've downloaded the Detroit demo, I haven't played it yet. Uh, I have no chance that that's tomorrow's job I'm going to sit down and play I wanted to try and play it before the show but I just I didn't get around to it um and uh but I'm going to play it tomorrow because I'm I'm I've not played any of that game I didn't even play it at PAX last year so I'm interested to see how I go with it um because I've heard like polarizing things like some people really liked it some people really didn't like it so we'll see how we go
1: I mean, my stance um, is still, the game looks good, the demo was good, but in the back of my mind, I know that, I know how I feel about David Cage, and I know how I feel about his yep. stories, Beyond Two Souls I didn't like, Heavy Rain initially I did like, but upon retrospect, you look back on it, and you're like, oh, this kind of sucked, and that was kind of shit, and that was pretty garbage, so um, yep. I just don't know how I'm going to go with his new game.
0: Yeah, I'm probably gonna wait for reviews before I decide whether or not I'm gonna pick it up. Um, for me, it's coming but, out the same day as yeah. Dark Souls, so
1: <laughs> see you later Detroit. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Switch one, so it's um. Yeah, I'll play the Switch version wait. as well. Yeah. I just gotta get that platinum. Yeah, gotta get it. Yep. No, fair enough. Totally. I like it,
0: um. But yeah, apart from those, uh, I, can't I downloaded something on the Xbox. Um, you, you used your Xbox. I John. it up. I did, yeah, because uh, last week uh, uh, another game got announced for or got got added to backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. Um, And that game was Burnout Revenge. Uh, Now, Burnout Revenge is. uh, I know I've said before I think Burnout 3 Takedown was my favorite. I actually want to retract that and say that Revenge is actually, I think, my favorite. Is Revenge Um, uh, 2? No, I think it's. It's okay. it's four, I I think technically. Oh okay, I think because then there's yeah because it burn it was Burnout then Burnout two, Burnout three, Takedown and then Burnout Revenge. Um, so yeah, uh, it got added to backwards compatibility and so I I, I thought I, I didn't know whether or what the deal was whether you could buy it digitally still or anything like that. I wasn't sure, so I just went on the store and searched it and sure enough, yeah, you could download it digitally. Um, it was fifteen bucks. And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and yeah, I so I've used backwards compatibility now on the Xbox One. Uh, it's pretty cool. I it it sort of just boots almost as a uh a, an Xbox 360. It has like the Xbox 360 yeah intro login and yeah, it's I was like, that's
1: kind of cool. I used my Xbox One to play Dark Souls because like, that was obviously again that was backwards compatible as well. And I apparently had the yep. license to it on 360. I don't know how, but I did. And yeah, it's just amazing <laughs> how Microsoft make that work. And the fact that they can also run like OG Xbox games. Like, yeah. It's witchcraft, but I appreciate that someone out there gives a crap about backwards compatibility. Cause Sony sure doesn't. Yeah. And Nintendo's, well, we'll get to that later. Weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I downloaded it and I booted it up last night after work. And, um, Man, that game is so much fun. It's just, it's it's classic Burnout. Like, it's got progression system, so you unlock cars and tracks and different things uh, just by playing the game and trying to get better scores uh, and better ratings, sorry, on uh, each of the uh, events. Uh, it's got a whole, diff- whole slew of different events that you can choose from, um, whether or not be your classic, like, race events, Uh, which is like, you know, first, best position gets through. Then there's like Grand Prix events, which are like three races in a row. Uh, And you get like points at the end of each race. Uh, And then you've got like your burning lap, which is basically your time trial. Uh, And you've got to try and do a lap in the fastest time possible and like it's got different tiers for to get different medals. Uh and then you get into your other classic burnout modes such as uh road rage, which is, you know, you've just got to try and take out as many other enemy cars that are on the track as possible. Um and then you've got things like, oh, what's the other one they've got? Uh there's an elimination as well, so if you're in last place at the end of a lap, you get that it's game over, you get eliminated from the uh the race. Um and I'm trying to think there's another one as well there's a couple of other ones as well I think uh and also the crash mode which uh which has there's crash events which is the almost puzzle based uh crashing mini game I guess you could say but um, yeah, you've got a, it, I would say yeah so like you you start at the top of like an intersection it'll give you like an overview camera to sort of like fly over and um look at the intersection and how where cars will be at certain points and then you hit A and launch yourself into the middle of it and try and rack up as much uh, much money in damage as you can by, like, crashing other cars um, and trying to maneuver your wreck around the uh, the area that you're trying to crash your car in. Um, and then eventually you'll get, like, access to your afterburner. So if you cause enough mayhem and fill up a bar down the bottom of the screen, um, you get your afterburner, which you mash B uh, to activate, and it causes like a massive explosion and then it launches you into the air so you can control your car over into another part of the intersection to pile up a whole bunch of different cars. Um, and it's it's so much fun. Um, I spoke a few weeks ago about um, Burnout Paradise and it does have that mode in there. It's uh, it, And it's interesting the way they do it in Paradise where you can do it at any time. And every road, much like the... um, Every road has like a time trial on it and uh, I think... What else do they have? Yeah, it's like I you can try and do like a, um, beat the, uh, the Trailblazer score. I can't remember what the, the exact title of it is, but every road has like a time trial in it and every road has a Showtime event, which is basically like Crash. So you, you can activate it at any time by hitting the sticks and then cause as much mayhem as you want. Um, it's a little, there's a little bit more of a, uh, a bit more finesse to it in, in Revenge with the Crash events because you've got, a specific area that you need to and if you fuck it up then you can fuck up the whole run so you've you've got to really think about where you're going to place your car at certain points to uh, maximize the amount of chaos you're causing um and it's, it's just it's just the embodiment of the burnout franchise i feel that the fact that that is a game mode within this game um and yeah so it's, it's a lot of fun i also remembered how much i fucking love the soundtrack It's like teenage Joel and I love it. It's like, Oh, all American rejects and Billy talent and fallout boy. And I'm just like, I'm in love with it. It's like an unwritten law. It's, it's so good. Oh, so many tracks have popped up and I'm like, I have not listened to this song in so this song in so long. And it brought back so many great memories. Um, so yeah, burnout, burnout revenge. What a, what a game. Um, Part of me wants a new Burnout game so badly, Karen. Uh We might touch on that later, but I'm not sure. But I, I just, I want a new Burnout game, but I know that if we get it, it'll probably suck.
1: That's the thing, so. Joel. That's the thing you got to consider. Because, mm. Joel, that, that, you, you got a new Need for Speed last yeah. year, which you had also wanted. I Yeah. And I Need for Speed
0: with, like, a story mode and, mm-hmm. like... Like cool set pieces and stuff. Yeah. Well, let's t- let me, let me tell you how that went, Karen. I didn't buy the game. <laughs> oh, um, I still to this day have not bought that game, and I look at it all so- the time, and I go maybe, but then I think back to that Easy Allies review, and I go no, nah, I can't
1: do it. I cannot do it. Um, I'm trying to like. So was 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 the was that burnout that you were, that you played on backwards compatible? Was that also open world, or was that only Paradise? It was open world. Nope. It's Paradise was the only open world one. This I think
0: this was the last of the uh, like pick a race and you're on a track essentially, um, which is good. I really do like that. I, I like I appreciate the fact that they tried to they did something different with Paradise, and I think it was I can't remember the timing of when like the uh, like Never Speed Underground Two came out, but it sort of I, I want to say it was one of the. Uh, No, it wouldn't have been. Because Underground 2 was on the GameCube and stuff as well. So, because that's where I played it. And yeah, most wanted. yeah. No, I don't think so. But it was one of the ones that like widely revered as like a a really good open world racer. And I think it opened the gates for a lot more of the races, uh, arcade races and things like that going forward, um, having open worlds for better or worse. Yeah, well. (laughs) Yeah. It, but there's something about, there's something about like, being able to just, like, pick an event, load a track, and just focus in on that, like, you know, exactly that. And not having to plan routes and things like that as well. It's like, you know, you can learn that track back to front. Like, it's going to be the same every time. Um, so, you can sort of, it, it, that's where the skill comes into it, I guess, and, and, and practice makes perfect and whatnot. Um, I mean, I...
1: But- I'm, not a, I'm not a big racing fan, but I personally prefer that sort of racing game over the open world ones. Hmm. Like, I just, the ones I've played, I haven't really enjoyed as much as, like, the older stuff, which is sort of why I haven't bothered with racing games recently, just because they're all like, hey, it's a big open world, and you can drive everywhere and do races anywhere. Yep. I'm like, just give me a menu, please. I know, yeah, I, like, ma- I- maybe it's boring and outdated, but I just like having a menu, pick a race, do a track, bam, done.
0: I think there are some, there are some, uh, of the, uh, the, like, especially the arcade races that did it well, like the original most wanted need for Speed most wanted, I think is like a, it's like that and burnout revenge, I guess. are like the two, like classes in arcade races, I feel, um, it, me personally, I know a lot of other people will probably disagree with that and may have their own opinions on things, but Hey. I, I I'm I'm a co-host of the show, so I get to say what I want. Maybe, um, maybe they should start their own podcast. Exactly. Yeah, then you can talk all about whether or not you like X Game here. Um, but yeah, like Most Wanted had like the open world thing worked really well because you had that threat of the cops and the fact that if you did enough stuff to piss them off, they would come after you, and then you had to use that open world to your, the best of your ability to try and shake them. And I love that, that, that works so well. And then when you go into a race, it'd be like a track. So you'd rock up at a place and you'd be like, all right, I'm going to do this race. And then you're off and it's got like walled off areas that you can't get to. And so, you know, exactly where you're going on that race. So you can really focus in. So it was like the best of both worlds, almost. Um, And like paradise is, paradise is really good. I do like it. And I'm, I like, I'm glad it got, it got remastered. Um, And it was good. It was really fun to play again. Um, but there's something about, like, going back to something like Burnout Revenge, and the fact that it runs, like, flawlessly, like, it it's really nice. It runs as well as the game would have ran on the Xbox 360, basically. Like, it does have, like, glitches and things like that as well, but, like, nothing too
1: drastic that really impaired my, uh, like, my gameplay or anything like that, so. Well, I guess the thing to remember but is yeah. it is, it is backwards compatible. It's not a remaster. They didn't, like...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So...
0: It's, 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 it's great. Like and it, it looks, it looks great. It, the thing that, to get over at first was like the amount of like motion blur on things <laughs> like or just like, just blur in general. And I was like, oh, that's that classic 360 PS3 era look. I'll never forget
1: like spitting the camera around really quickly in um the first Uncharted and it's going, Ugh. oh, yep.
0: Yep. It was Ugh. that and going into the water and coming out and realizing that Drake was still wet. Like, but I, I liked the that. Wet that was part though. Yeah, the wet part was good, yeah. But those were the two things where it's like, whoa, look at all this crazy shit that's going on. And now we have like, motion, like, motion blur. Yeah. And like, you realize now that motion blur was a way to mask, like, not loading things in. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it well, but like, it's, you know, it, that's what it was there for. It was to sort of like take the load off actually having to have these full detailed areas present at all times, which is fun. But, uh, But yeah burnout paradise uh, burnout revenge is out on xbox one backwards compatibility so if you own it on 360 you can chuck the disc in your your xbox one and um i guess download it i don't actually know how that works again sorcery probably i'm not sure but it's uh or you can download it from the store for like 15 bucks which is what i did which is a reasonable uh, price absolutely yeah for a really good and there's a lot of content in it too i was like looking through all the stuff i'm like there's a lot here to keep me occupied um, i believe the multiplayer is turned off because you know it's an xbox 360 game so like they, they, i don't think you can play like multiplayer stuff anymore i think i read something on the store page about it and i was like all right fair enough that's i'm that's not that's not what i'm playing it for so um but yeah, so if you want to play online with your friends, you're probably shit out of luck. You're probably better off going to Burnout Paradise, but um, but yeah, if you want to go back in some nostalgia and listen to some, some sweet all-American rejects while you're crashing through cars, get on Burnout Revenge. It's great. But uh, that's all I've been playing this week. Really boring. I'm sort of in that in-between-games period. Where I'm waiting for things and have finished things and probably should go back
1: and finish things and But oh. what have you been playing, Karen? Actually, Joel, you yeah, know what? I'm... You have reminded me. You have reminded mm-hmm. me I I have finished Nino Kuni 2. I did it. Oh okay. I beat the last boss. It was easy as pie. I've got credits. I I can put that aside and go, I finished it. It's done, <laughs> which is always uh, sort of it, nice for like a JRPG yeah. or, or any sort of RPG, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like any like long winded game, especially. Yeah. So, well, well, what's, what's your closing thoughts on it? I, obviously, I, I haven't finished it, so uh,
1: I'm sorry. I can't My closing f- my, my closing thoughts are, I won't spoil it for you, but it does a thing at the end that I'm sure it thought was surprising and clever, but I was sort of just like, nah, mate, I've played Kingdom Hearts like okay just and that may if if you, if you get to a certain point you may figure out why that could i guess be a spoiler for you joel depending on your yep. knowledge of kingdom hearts but i was just like yeah nah, it's mate, very little it's so fi- it's yeah. fine I, I got this but like it was it was good the ending was was pretty nice uh nice sweet little like epilogue and all that sort of stuff i mean i don't know how much i'll be thinking of it come end of the year because I think there'll be RPGs yep. that come out that are better than it, but you know what, I don't regret playing it and it 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 was the combat was fun and I liked building a yep. kingdom. That's that's really what I can say about it. Combat fun, building a, co- a kingdom fun. I maxed it out in the end obsessively just standing in my city, occasionally pressing triangle and like collecting all my resources and going, "Yes, good. <laughs> give it to me." Give me uh, the money. Yeah, that's I'll oh, Build more buildings and research more stuff. i out of things to research and build. Okay, I guess I'll go finish the game then. Uh, yeah, and there's, there's like post-game stuff that I might chip away at during like droughts and stuff. But I'm just I'm happy to have completed the story. It is done. <laughs> right. Uh, so the other thing that I was going to talk about first, which is it's a I didn't spend much time with it because I mean I've already played it before, but. Uh, over the Friday Saturday night period, I'm pretty sure uh, Bandai Namco ran the Dark Souls remastered network test, which was a little. It was. It was honestly for the first time because I had to apply for Bloodborne and Dark Souls three and get like approved into their beta program. But for this one, the, the the Bloodborne one related a bit to whether or not you had the platinum trophy, wasn't it? In Dark Souls two. <laughs> There was a rumor that that was part of it. I never really found out if it was true, but I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like if you're going to tap someone to try the alpha or the beta for your new From Software game, you kind of want the people who have played a lot of From Software games. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes Uh, the most sense. But the best part was like, so I was in both the Bloodborne and the Dark Souls 3 one and they were good. It was great to get an early look at those games. Downside being that they ran at... Weird international times, so it actually play them, I had to be up at like four in the morning, and it was not a yep. pleasant experience. This one ran yep. at decent hours because there was like a like a Pacific one, I think, or like a Indonesia okay. Australia sort of, you know, China sort of one, and it basically ran from seven pm till midnight, and it was just like oh, it's perfect. So I, I jumped exactly in. Want. Yep. Yeah, I had a look at that. It starts you about. Uh, it's it's at least a cup like an hour or so in there so you're sort of playing as an established character uh the one thing i noticed immediately was as someone who's now played a lot of uh, dark souls 3 and bloodborne in between my dark souls one runs it took a bit of adapting yep. to get used to like well this is an older game and it it's definitely it has aged i still fucking love it still is my favorite okay. of all the like from software worlds but i had to i had to take some time to readapt to to those rules of like not being as maneuverable, like, you know, you can't, like, run in all directions when you're locked on. Your rolls are sort of locked yep. to, like, horizontal and back and back. There's no diagonal rolls and stuff, so just sort of, like, adapting. But, ah oh, man, I'm still... The game's still so good. I can't wait to play the yeah. full version. It I got to go and uh, free my best bud, uh, Trek, who, when you play Dark Souls, Joel, you'll get to know very well. And tried to fight him and he killed me so i was just like yeah it's fair you're you are much stronger than me It actually the the test gave you a couple of fun because you could play as like the usual classes there was like a knight who had some miracles and, and a sorcerer and just like a general like tough swordsman guy but just a couple of fun yeah. ones you could play as a soler build where you had his uh sunlight armor on and you could throw lightning spears around and <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and there was a black knight build as well, where you sort of got to play in a full black knight set with like a black black knight greatsword and, and and experience what it's like to have way too much equipment and fat roll your way around the map and get destroyed. So that was fun. uh lovely. Yeah, but again, it was it was not my I played for a couple of hours and I have played Dark Souls before, so I haven't really got anything to say about it besides the fact that it looks nice, it runs really smoothly, which is good. I still okay. want to see Blighttown in, in motion, but I am convinced that this will be a very good way to enjoy Dark Souls. I am very curious to see how people who haven't played it yet, like yourself, like you've played Bloodborne yeah. and Dark Souls 3, I'm curious to see how you'll take Dark Souls 1. Not because, yeah. not to be like, you know, it's much harder than the newer games, but it's it's not really, it's just they've made progress and they've like expanded on systems and all that and you won't have access to some of the tools you did in the more recent games so I I hope I hope people are willing to remember that when they're playing this game as for myself I'm just excited to go back to to this game and just get to Austin and Smo and just get demolished like for a full a full day that'll be great I can't wait
0: good oh good lovely
1: yeah it'll be good it'll be good and you'll get to experience it Joel and we'll get to talk about it on the podcast and you'll be really
0: mad yeah yeah, I will be. I will be. I'll
1: lose my mind again. It seems <laughs> to be a common thread with these games. Ugh, yeah, but apart from that, the the main game I have been playing has been has been sort of me atoning, Joel, atoning for a mistake I made <laughs> way back in the year of 2014 when I was bitter. I was bitter yep. that Retro Studios was developing a second 2D Donkey Kong Country game. 2D, 3D, you know you know what I mean. Anyone who's seen the game yeah, knows what I mean. Yeah, 2.5D, D. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, I was bitter. So, I decided to skip on Tropical Freeze on the Wii U. It didn't help that the Wii U also wasn't doing great. And the idea of playing a game on it wasn't at the top of my priority list. So, long story short, I skipped it. And when they started announcing Wii U games for Switch... In the back of my mind, I was like, I, I hope that Tropical Freeze comes to Switch. And it did, Joel, it did. It, yeah. came, it came out just the other week. So I finally had a chance to to make good on my mistakes and pick it up and play it. And uh, just a little message to 2014 Kyron, you're an idiot. This game is amazing. Like, <laughs> So Donkey Kong Country... That series has always been, like, one of my favorites for, like, as far as 2D platformers go. Like, I think Rare, back with the original trilogy on the Super Nintendo, did amazing stuff. And Retro almost effortlessly continued it with Donkey Kong Country Returns on the Wii. And Tropical Freeze just makes a better job because you know what? A lot of those crappy motion control things are gone that the Wiimote okay. forced them to use. They're gone now. You can play this on a proper controller. The controls are so tight. The level design is like oh, it's, it's beautiful. Like some amazing stages in this game. And David Wise's soundtrack, he has he has some classics in there. Some classic Donkey Kong songs you might notice. Like yep. uh, aquatic ambiences back in there from oh, the original. One. I was gonna say it is aquatic ambience. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Uh, there was um Crap! What else? Was there? There's been a couple. There's, I think, like I heard some some notes from like the mining melancholy on a stage, but I could be wrong. I'm still waiting to see if they're gonna sneak out some uh, sticker brush symphony, which is my favorite Donkey Kong Country song of all time. But yep, e- even even aside from the classics, like a lot of his original compositions are so catchy and so good, and I just Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is. Yeah, I think I said it to you earlier, Joel, in like a in a side chat. But it's now my probably my second favorite of the country series, of course, behind Diddy's Conquest, which I will always love and yep, adore. Classic. But yeah, this game is really good. So to to elaborate a bit on this game, if you played, if you haven't played a Donkey Kong Country 2D platformer, uh, it's not. I wouldn't say it's like pixel perfect. It does allow for some leeway, but this game is it's not impossibly hard but it's tricky and it it does require some time sometimes to get what you need to do done right as well as also adding in the mechanics of because you play as donkey kong predominantly and it can be played co-op so you can play two player and the other person will control one of three kongs which is of course diddy kong dixie kong and now cranky kong uh, the Switch version does add Funky Kong as sort of like an easy mode, so here's a lot of here's a lot of like things he can do to make the game easier. So if you, if you are struggling, okay. you can choose that option. But apart from that, you are playing as Donkey Kong, and there are three other Kongs. If you are playing single player, the second Kong will sort of ride on your back and give you a couple of extra hits with like two extra hearts, and you can utilize their mechanics. So like Dixie Kong, of course, has a trademark here. Ponytail helicopter, aka the best thing in the Donkey Kong Country series. My god. Yep, so good. So like, I, good. I honestly can barely play the game without it. Uh, yep. Diddy Kong has his little uh jetpack, which he, of course, brings from. It was in Donkey Kong 64, wasn't it, that that first happened? I'm pretty sure.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: And Cranky Kong can do his best Scrooge McDuck impression from DuckTales with his uh, pogo stick walking stick. Uh, the advantage being that you can bounce off of spikes and some some obstacles that would otherwise be harmful. So that's that's always useful, but I just always pick Dixie Kong yeah. because helicopter, come on. Of
0: course, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, like all the all the usual trappings are there from a the Donkey Kong Country series, you know, collecting the four letters to spell out Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns introduced like puzzle pieces for each stage and collecting all of uh-huh. those will also unlock something at the end. Some of the stages have secret exits to access secret levels, and collecting all of the I think it's all the Kong letters and maybe the puzzle pieces, I don't remember exactly. But each world has like a secret stage you can unlock by completing like all the collectible stuff. So like there's a lot in this game to do. All of it feels good. It has like it has these gorgeous, like, silhouette stages where Yeah. Yeah, you you know the ones I mean, where it's sort of like Oh, I do. It's all or black, like the foreground's black for stages back. The the background sometimes is is like a blue or a green color. And the only other color you can really see is like Donkey Kong's red tie or Dixie Kong's got her hair, I think, or her shirt, or Diddy Kong's hat, that sort of stuff. Like the these bold colors really pop on those stages and they just look so good. And they're beautiful. Yep. This game is beautiful. I, It's getting a lot of praise again. It got a lot of praise on Wii U, but I obviously being on the Wii U, It was no doubt looked down upon to a certain degree because, yeah, well, we're you, I guess, and I think I wasn't. I don't think I was alone in sort of being like retro. Make make a Metroid game, (laughs) (laughs) Metroid, please, Uh, please Metroid. We had other M. It was not very good, but you know what? I I was wrong. Like (laughs) because Tropical Freeze is just. Outstanding, like a masterclass in platforming, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah. um I, One thing that I heard about this game, I was reading a few reviews about it because I haven't bought it yet, and I'm still, I, I kind of want to. I'm just deciding whether or not I'm going to get it this week or not. Um, but I was reading some reviews about it, um the Funky Kong stuff. Yep. So it's like, I, 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 I think it seems to be a good addition to the game. Uh, But I did hear that you can only select it from the start of the game and you can't change once you've picked it.
1: Uh, Potentially, I haven't, because I haven't tried it myself. I know when you do start a game, you can choose classic mode or funky mode. But I don't know if that's a choice you get. Like, I'm not sure if you can pick every time you load your game. Like, say, because every time you load your game from the save, like, you, you know, boot the game press L and R to start to look at the save data and you can pick your game from there. I'm not sure is if that- your options are just between single player and multiplayer every time. Like it could be the funky mode is like a one-off choice. And if so, that's fair enough, I guess. I don't know how bad right. Yeah. I haven't tried it. So I can't, I can't speak to that, but uh,
0: it's still, I believe that, yeah, the the VUX, uh review um, mentioned something about that. And I was like, Huh, that's interesting. I mean, it's not going to impact, that's not going to be the turning point for me going, no, I'm not going to buy this game. Like, I'm still very much interested in playing this game. But um, yeah, I just thought it was wondering if if you'd had any experience with that. But yeah. uh,
1: Nah, like when I, like, fair enough, if you want to play Funky Kong, I completely respect that decision. But uh, he just looks like he makes the game a bit too easy for me and I didn't want to go that way. But again, it's just great that you can choose that option if you want, because there have been some some obstacles towards the end of the game would have made me quite mad. And yep. I won't lie in the back of my mind. I'm like, "There's always Funky Mode, but I, <laughs> I maybe if I'd picked the Funky Mode and been a Funky Kong, yeah. I don't know. But nah, like I'm having a blast, even though I'm, I. it does that. So here's the thing. Having a life system in video games sometimes feels pointless now. Nintendo games sort of, well, Mario Odyssey dropped it. This may have been yep. maybe the last one to really have it, but it has the life system where you get the balloons for extra lives, which is a Donkey Kong staple, and like every 100 bananas and stuff like that. And, you know, it's pretty cruisy. Like, I, I had like amassed 100 lives and was feeling pretty good. And I wondered if the reason, it's it's probably not the case, but I felt, it, it to me now personally, this is the canon reason for it. It's so you can be like, yeah, wow, this game's not too bad. But it's really there, so you get to the last few worlds, and you're like, wow, I had 100 lives once, and now I have, like, 70. So that's <laughs> that's humbling. <laughs> yep. Uh, but, yeah, like, it, it it, just, it's so good. It has all those classic Donkey Kong stages you expect, like the minecarts. It's got this the underwater stages with, of course, yeah, like I said, Aquatic Ambience, a beautiful song. And yes. the classic platforming, it also has the rocket ones that sort of play like a Flappy Bird game from Returns, which I'm not crazy about, but there's not heaps of them, so it's okay. okay. Uh, it does all- it just the barrels, Joel. The Donkey Kong mechanic of firing out of barrels, the way this game sort of plays with that by shooting you into the background and sort of manipulating the camera so you really feel like you're progressing through a, like a real place as opposed to just going horizontally- is just incredible. The bosses yep. are actually interesting. Again, that was a big complaint I had. I think with uh, returns, definitely had it. Obviously, with the earlier games, I know Donkey Kong Country One had awful bosses, but uh the bosses Dude. in Tropical Freeze are very good and quite tricky. And also, they can be a bit of a fest. Like they've got it's not the old three hit combo to beat them this time. So, okay, you know you got to recognize those patterns. Go in there. <laughs> Honestly, you take a second Kong just to have two extra hits in you because you want those hits. Yep. But uh, yeah, I am s- I'm am happy I'm finally playing this game because it- I was stupid to not have played it before. It's just so good, Joel. So good.
0: Awesome. No, I, d- I definitely want to play it. And I, uh, I think I might have to pick it up
1: sooner rather than later, I think. Um, I wanted to find I mean- success on the Switch. That's what I want.
0: I, I i honestly think it will if you look at all the other games that um like the wii u games that have had like a second life on the switch they've done pretty well you know things like bayonetta 2 and like mario kart 8 deluxe especially like that's massive um they've had like second lives essentially on this new system that uh, a lot of people own now and are looking for games to play so uh why not re-release some of these games that a lot of people like that got a lot of critical praise when they came out and um get them into some new people's hands that might have missed it the first time around.
1: Yeah, like and again, there's been lots of positive buzz and all the reviews have been really good and I I just yeah, you know, I hope the sales back it up. It's it's so good to, to the point where if at E three we see a game from Retro because, you know, they're, they're a big enough studio that they could be doing two things. If they revealed another Donkey Kong Country, I don't think I'd be mad. To be fair, it would help that I know Metroid Prime 4 is coming as well. But, like, if if, yeah. the, if Nintendo wanted to do a new Donkey Kong as well, at this point, after playing this, I'd be like, yep, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm happy. More and I DK. mean, like,
0: the fact, that, the fact that this has come out at the time that it has come out, like, that's probably not off the table completely. It's highly no, of likely course not. of
1: course not mm. and like again retro have been quiet since this came out on the wii u back in 2014 so they've been they've been cooking something over the last four or so years but that's talk for when we get to Nintendo's E 3 stuff because it could yeah. be it could be a number of things but um as for tropical freeze if you're on the fence out there listening to this and you're like i don't know if i want to buy it, uh, it a if you like donkey kong buy this game b if you just like good platformers also buy this game because it's good mm-hmm. and it it deserves attention
0: cool i think i'm definitely gonna have to pick it up this week
1: i look forward to hearing how you feel about it because it's just <laughs> and you because you like Donkey Kong country i know you like Donkey Kong I country
0: i do i do i love that their... one two and
1: uh, you know hot take here three i like three i think three is a good game um three has good ideas i just don't like that is it Kitty Kong or whatever it is, it's I don't Kitty like Kong, him. Yeah. I don't like him. Kitty Kong's, yeah, Kitty Kong's, yeah.
0: I have no real beef with Kitty Kong, but he's not, he's not as good as or memorable as someone like you know Diddy or Dixie or Donkey himself. Yeah, um, the actual Donkey Kong,
1: but titular yeah, Donkey Kong.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I think I'm definitely gonna have to try and pick this up. I because uh, yeah, I do love that Donkey Kong and like the dumb humor that's in it as well that that, that comes through and just the character designs and um, from what I've heard, like from people like yourself and other reviews I've read, like the level design is just like impeccable. So yeah, um, I think it's definitely on the cards for me.
1: Yeah. What I guess if I had to level one complaint at tropical freeze and it could be a thing they could potentially improve upon in a third entry in the return series is uh, animal friends. Uh, The only one present uh, is Rambi the Rhino, which I love, but we could we could bring back some other ones. That'd be great, you know.
0: Yes, like swordy. Is it swordy? On no, um, guard, on guard,
1: on guard the swordfish. On yeah.
0: guard the swordfish, and then there's the ostrich. What's oh, the ostrich's a- name? Oh,
1: that's not entirely fair. Squawk is also present, but he's like a an item you can buy from Funky Kong to like snoop out collectibles in stage. So okay. Squawk is there, but yeah, not in his usual role. But yeah, that's one more animal friends. Let's let's, let's bring back that stupid spider with the sneakers. Let's go. Why not? Oh my god, yeah. And the fucking Ostrich as well from the first game. And that Springy Snake one as well from 2. Yeah, let's just go crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, man. So much fun.
1: So much fun.
0: But apart from that, have you been uh, playing anything else, Claren?
1: No, not really, Joel. Like Much like you, apart from Donkey Kong, I'm sort of just... Waiting for Dark Souls, uh, of course. Waiting for the huge show that is E3 and some other games yep. coming out, you know, down the line. So Donkey Kong's uh, just Yoku's, been a really Yoku's Island Express. Uh, yep, let's get yep, hyped yep. for that. Yep. Yoku was on the roster, on, on like the lineup. I don't know if it'll be at launch, but I'm keen for it. But Donkey Kong's just been a nice game to slip into after the epic that was God of War. So <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been nice. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Alright. Well, I reckon it's about time we uh, hit up some of the old news topics. Uh we've got a, quite a few things this week. As you said, uh, E3 is uh at the door, essentially. We're, you know, what less but than a month are, away?
1: We are 30 days. The E3 account. We, we are 30 days away from E3. All
0: right, here we go. We're in the home stretch now for E3 2018. Um, and so a lot of stuff's been uh trickling out of different uh or, or leaking in some cases as well yeah, but we'll get wow. to that <laughs> gushing out um but yeah uh some of the the big companies have been announcing some uh little bits and pieces here and there uh including Nintendo uh now we did say a, a few weeks ago that um uh, I don't know if we said it on the show or whether or not we've just talked about it but uh Nintendo had said that you know the first Week or two of May, we will hear about Nintendo's online services uh, and what they're going to entail. Uh, and last week, we got that. We got a whole bunch of information about uh, what Nintendo's online, the Nintendo Switch online service is going to entail. Oh, boy, we um, sure
1: did, Joel. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, a few things here. Um, you know, online play. So, Makes that's sense. probably a bit of a given. Yep, with your online service, you would hope that would be a thing that would come with it. Um, so you got your Nintendo Switch online to like you know uh, the uh, which is the uh, smartphone app, sorry, um, that you can use to uh, use the voice chat for better or worse, or yeah. um, for worse is the appropriate word uh, to. Yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Um, or to uh, interact with certain games in certain ways, like the Splatoon stuff was really cool. Uh, being able to actually, like, buy items via that smartphone app was kind of cool. Um, like you could essentially go shopping when you weren't playing Splatoon 2, which was really funny. Um, but then there's the, uh, the big stuff. So the uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System uh, online stuff, which is going to be uh, at launch. It seems are going to be 20 NES games with added online play for the first time ever. Uh, and then more games added regularly.
1: So oh boy, Joel! I'm gonna I'm gonna list for you. I'm gonna list, gonna for list? You the ten games that they've announced. Now, All right, cool. So, I want to hear your excitement level when I reach the end of these All ten right. games. Now, it's fair to All say right. that there are ten more as well. So, this is just the first mm-hmm. ten they've announced. Okay. Yep. Ice climber. I'm, I'm sure why not. Tennis.
0: Oh, I'm I'm partial to a bit of tennis. Soccer. Um, Yep, sure. Balloon Fight. Balloon Fight is an interesting game.
1: Donkey Kong. Yep, alright. I can get behind that. The arcade Mario Brothers game. Uh, Look,
0: fun to play with the online multiplayer stuff. Would be a fun little time waster, but yes. Dr Mario. Never played much Dr Mario, but
1: I want to play it. So and then we get to the three the three good ones, the three games that I think are actually going to make this uh, this this part of the service possible. The Legend of Zelda, of course. Super Mario Brothers. Yep. And Super Mario Brothers 3. Yep. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. No 2, that's fine. Those those three games are doing a lot of heavy lifting out of those ten announced titles so far, Joel. Like a lot yeah. of heavy lifting.
0: Yeah. Um So with this comes with the uh the the
1: the outcry of uh Well uh, Before you get or, into that, what, it's it's worth yeah. mentioning that like these will have online functionality. Yep. So You'll be at, like the ones that are multiplayer. You'll be able to play online with your friends, which I assume like they show Doctor Mario, but I assume it'll include tennis and stuff like that as well. If they mm-hmm. are games where you alternate, I'm pretty sure it just alternates depending on whose turn it is. Which yeah, I guess that's the best they can sure. do with that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, that's I guess that's one part. sort of, and and you know what? That's a cool idea. Uh, yeah. When sure. they go beyond the NES. I think that'll be much better. But at this point it's kinda of like, neat, but I don't know. I couldn't justify it really as part of his service. I'm gonna get the service anyway. But if I was on the fence, that would be a that would not get me excited.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely not something that I'm sort of hanging out for. Uh some of these games. I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Uh, yeah. Um before i guess we move on more with uh with with the uh the, I, I guess what beyond the nes games that are going to be there and things like that and what could potentially come uh save data cloud backup at last thank god
1: this um, is a this is an important one
0: yes it is um so yeah you will be able to uh save your data online for easy access uh, and we'll hear a little bit more about
1: that when the service launches in September. It does um, say that it's that it will not be compatible with all software, which people have yep. very quickly pointed out is probably referring to Pokemon, which absolutely yep. makes sense. Yep, hundred
0: percent makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, finally going to get uh, um, cloud backups for your save data, which is. Almost like a
1: staple nowadays, I guess, yeah. in terms of having a console. Especially especially a handheld like this. Like, this is a handheld and a, con- mm-hmm. and a home console, so cloud saves just makes sense. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that leads us to the pricing models they're offering. Oh, there will also be, like, exclusive member deals, sort of how, like, plus subscribers get plus deals and stuff like that. So nothing too new there. So, Joel, you'll have a few options when you sign up for this service. And the prices will vary depending on what you pick. You can choose one month, which will be like so that's five ninety five a month. Three mm. months will set you back eleven ninety five, and a full twelve okay. month subscription is honestly a reasonable twenty nine ninety five. And I think yep. that's fair given what they're offering here. Honestly, yep,
0: uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a hundred percent fair the interesting um, getting something but it's not like crazy yeah
1: yeah like it's not like 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 how sony and microsoft charge like 60 70 80 or whatever it is there online but they they offer a much more complete service and nintendo's isn't there and i think that's why the price point is lower and it makes it easier for me to go yeah okay 29 bucks a year or whatever it's not a not a huge cost you um, won't
0: notice that come out of your account every 12 months sort of thing yeah
1: no and and you'll definitely want it for stuff like smash and all that so of course and again when they start expanding that classic catalog as well but they will also be offering a family membership which is for 12 months and this one costs you 54.95 but essentially it's if you are going to have a lot of Nintendo accounts on one switch but need online so 54.95 will cover up to 8 accounts on one switch which Again, I don't really know if that's that good, but if that's how you want to play, then that's there for you, really, if you're going to have yeah, a I lot guess. of people on one console. But yeah, I don't know. Fifty-four ninety-five, up to eight accounts. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. I think the, the $30 a month is... $30 a year. <laughs> oh, sorry, a year, sorry, is really reasonable. Absolutely. Um,
1: and I think that's probably the way that most people are going to go. Yeah. Again, um, the feature list the sort of launches. sets it up for that sort of price point. Not really much higher yep. than that, honestly. So, Karen, Uh
0: One noticeable omission that a lot of people, I think, were expecting was going to be a part of this online announcement. Virtual
1: console. Well... Joel, virtual console has come up, so technically they were not wrong that it would come up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's kind of a good news, bad situation. Good news, they talked about it. You know, Nintendo talked about the virtual console. Bad news, yeah. n- not coming to Switch. Not good news. No, no, not not good news. Um. Yeah, so no virtual console coming to Switch. They've just flat out said no. It. So, I think it's really important to not go all doom and gloom on this just yet. And instead, look at their wording. So, the exact wording a Nintendo spokesperson said to Kotaku in an email was, There are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner, as has been done on other Nintendo systems. Now, Joel, if there's one thing, I think everyone can be certain of when it comes to Nintendo, is that Hmm. they will find a way to sell you those old games again. Now, Absolutely. I'm almost certain they mentioned initially with the online stuff, they talked about the, the NES Classic Library. They did mention that SNES would come to it at a later date. And I just think that instead of having the Virtual Console banner they're just gonna sort of roll them out again as as people were saying into a netflix like service where you can just basically you pay off the 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 subscription for online and you get access to all these classic games, which yeah, it is a bummer if you would like to own them because I mean it does add to that thing where it's like well, when it's taken if it gets pulled for some reason, it's just gone, which sucks, yeah, uh, and it has happened like there was a weird period on the Wii I think where the Donkey Kong Country trilogy was just gone. It was just gone. Yeah. And you couldn't buy it, and no one really knew why. And even with Tropical Freeze, there was a weird period on the Wii U where you just couldn't buy it. And that's where people Uh got a bit conspiracy theorist, because they were like, oh, they want you to buy the Switch version. But no one really knows why. It's now back available. Could have been a weird licensing thing because of the whole Rare made the Donkey Kong Country trilogy. I don't know. But... It does raise an interesting point, but if you're just buying a subscription and, like, for some reason a game vanishes and you just don't get it, that sucks. But, yeah, I don't know.
0: But weighing it up, though, you've also got access to all these games. Yes. if if one or two disappear, there's still plenty there to make it worth your while. And, yeah, you might be like, oh, that's disappointing. But then, oh, well. It's not going to be something like a staple that's going to disappear. Like, you're not going to get, like, Super Metroid disappear if when that becomes available. Because, you know, the the classics, the games that, that they know people will want to play will most likely stay there. Um, just yeah. might be a couple of niche titles
1: here and there. I think it's also worth remembering that, uh, again, Nintendo... The thing I want them to do, honestly, is to take the uh, Games Pass route... With the Xbox Games Pass, you pay the $10 a month and you get access to a bunch of games. But if you want, you can purchase them at a discounted price. So I'm mm-hmm. sort of hope again, people may not like it because it's sort of paying a fee on top of a fee. But I could see them maybe going that way where you can sort of pay the subscription yeah. and get the games as they're added. But maybe if you want to have that extra security, you want to own the game, maybe they'll give you the option to purchase it. Plus, it sort of would suit Nintendo's business model where they charge you and then also charge you again. So I I think the main thing to take away is maybe the virtual console name is dead, but they will use something else going forward. Because backwards compatibility, I think, is more important than ever. As Microsoft is showing, you can win a lot of good faith with a good backwards compatible setup.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So I, I want to believe that Nintendo is just maybe trying to think of a way to future-proof it a bit better. Because, again, it didn't affect me, but I did hear... I have heard my fair share of complaints about how the virtual console ran on Wii U. I saw some complaints okay. about stuff like that. I Again, I didn't really notice anything too bad. Maybe I'm, a, I, I'm just a pleb. I don't know. But that could be a it thing that's sort of working It seemed fun to me towards. as well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed fun to me. But on the other hand, on the flip side, like a lot of the detractors I saw praised the uh, emulation on both the NES Mini and the SNES Mini. So I I do think that no matter what's happening, we are probably seeing the guys who made those, which I forget their full title, but I think it abbreviates to Nerd, which I love. I think love it. I wouldn't be surprised if those are the guys that'll probably be putting a lot of this together since they've shown that they can do a good job. Because like, those classics yeah. sold really well and they were well-received. So yeah. Yeah,
0: um absolutely. I just think it's a bit uh, early th- to
1: be like getting panicked. That's all. I th-
0: I think so too. I think you're right with the the fact that they're just dropping the name Virtual Console in in uh in favor of something else because it seems to be like Nintendo at the moment are trying to do as much as they can to distance themselves from the Wii U. Yes.
1: Um apart from like putting think- those Wii U games to Switch. <laughs>
0: Yeah, apart from that. But, like, every, in terms of, like, hardware um, and um, and things like that situations, they, they're going to – they're trying to, like, distance themselves from that. So I guess that would include the – this is, like, a new – I guess Nintendo going into a new era. So they're, they're trying to distance themselves, and dropping Virtual Console would be one of those steps to sort of differentiate yeah. themselves from, you know, the Wii and the 3DS and the Wii U as well.
1: Yeah, I I I do get the disappointment because the virtual console was a cool idea. But it did have yeah. its fair share of problems. Again for someone with the emulation. For me, it was a lot of the prices. Like five ninety five for an NES game is just I'm not gonna buy it because no. Oh, yeah. And like yeah. then you got it, to like ten bucks for a Super Nintendo game and like fifteen for sixty four and it sort of went up from there and you're like, nah, nah man, maybe maybe a bit less, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, they really need to look at how much they're going to charge for it, like, a couple of bucks here, like, and it's proven that, like, you know, like, like one or two dollars for something will still make you money on something. Even if it's something that people have bought three or four times, they'll just be like, oh, it's two bucks, I'll buy
1: that. I'll I'll buy Super Mario Brothers for two dollars, it's a fucking great game, it's a solid game. So... I guess yeah. The big takeaway is I, I I just hope Nintendo is reevaluating how they can do this because I think there are better ways than what the Virtual Console was. But I I yeah. if Nintendo does, is it, if we get a couple of years down the road and Nintendo's not trying to sell me like the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time or like Super Metroid again for like the what at this point I think I've bought Super Metroid on obviously the Super Nintendo. I bought it on the Wii, I bought it on the Wii U, I bought it on the 3DS. That's that's four times. If I, I'll be surprised if I don't go for a fifth. Like, it's going to happen.
0: Well, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but I guess we'll see. Maybe we'll hear something more about that during
1: Nintendo's uh, E3 Direct. Maybe. I I think it was a good idea to put this out on the website. So, mm-hmm. A, it's not bogging down there direct. And B, yep. it's sort of like... Here's this, and just sort of put it out there, get it out there, and then come E3, they can be like, yeah, but Metroid Prime 4, or Fire Emblem, or all this other cool announcements And people, people will hopefully be like, oh, oh, new games that look really good, you know, because Nintendo is, they lean on their retro games a lot. It's been sort Absolutely. of nice to see them going with new stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I can only imagine what they've got up their sleeves. But we will cover that at a later date, I yeah. believe. They have so um, many. They have
1: so many IP to pull from, like mm-hmm, so yep. many. And we know based on their financials that they listed uh, Fire Emblem, Pokemon Switch, Yoshi, and there was one other one. I swear, that was like late this year, potentially early next year. So they've got stuff yeah. coming. I do. Yep, absolutely. So we're we're all ready to go with uh with the
0: announcements from Nintendo. But um, speaking though, Karen of uh of potential announcements of video games, uh, something interesting happened a couple of days ago. Uh, a the Canadian Walmart website, uh listed a whole bunch of unannounced games in their, like, coming soon section, essentially. Uh, Just to list a few of them off the top of our heads, we've got uh, things like Just Cause 4, Forza Horizon 5, uh, there was Gears of War 5, I believe, Borderlands 3, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, I think, was on there as well.
1: Halo. I don't think Kingdom Hearts 3 is here, but there is Final Fantasy Seven Remake, there That's is, the one I was thinking of. Sorry, yep. There is a game called Lego DC Villains. Mm. I, the more I look at this thing, it's,
0: yeah, it's Beza. very, very interesting. Uh, there's a lot of things on there that that, that stick out. There's uh, Borderlands 3 being one of them. Yeah, Splitter Cell.
1: Forza um, Horizons 5. Mm hmm. Like, heaps uh, of
0: stuff. Dragon Quest 2. That'll be uh, um, that'll be Dragon Quest Builders 2, probably. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Um Yeah. But there was also another one on there. So this this alone is a, a big thing because if we thought we'd mention that the, the games that were on on this
1: list, uh Beyond Good and Evil 2 as well was another one. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, there's, there's, there's there's like yeah, there's NBA 2K, there's WWE two K nineteen, Metroid Prime 4 is on here, Destiny Comet like, the new expansions on here. There's, there's yeah, bunch. Yeah, Destiny but... Comet, yeah. Um, yeah, so we thought we'd mention, like, some of these, just uh,
0: kicking them around, just to s- just so we could uh, maybe check back after E3 to see how, if this was actually correct or not. Um, but on top of this, there was one other game that got uh, put on that list. Bit of a game that I guess no one really wanted like expected or wanted um and that is rage 2 uh now if you're not familiar with rage rage was the uh oh i'm gonna have to top my head here i'm gonna say 2012 honestly
1: i I don't remember when rage 1 came out because i had i had exactly zero interest in looking at it or playing it
0: yeah, I was interested in playing it, um, but then I heard that it was, like, towards the end, it wasn't great anyway. Um, no, 2011. October 2011. Oh, you're close. I was close. You're close. Was pretty close. Um, I do remember, I, I, I remember playing, there was, like, an iOS, like, rail shooter rage game, and I remember playing it, and it made my iPhone want to melt um, because it was, like, running this, like, high, uh, like, Unreal 3 engine game on it, at the time on my iPhone 4 or something. Um, but yeah, so uh, this guy, uh, obviously Rage 2 was on there, um, which that alone's like, okay, fair enough. The Rage Twitter account, which has been, I guess, dormant for quite a
1: while. It had um, no tweets until this tweet was posted.
0: Yeah. So it, uh, they decided to chime in with uh, their their two cents on the situation uh, by posting a picture with their um the things that were wrong with the Rage Two uh, leak. I guess uh, it's a, it's a picture of like you know from the actual Walmart website. Uh, it says like you know things like incorrect key art, uh, wrong font, not all caps, uh, and then missing age rating down the bottom. Uh, and then also on on the the part like just beside that is a giant uh, pink. Uh, anarchy symbol so the a with the circle around it
1: the important thing um, to note is the pink
0: yeah because uh the bethesda account started tweeting out a whole bunch of stuff after this went uh like you know going a bit crazy um uh obviously on the tweet underneath these people are uh, the original rage tweet uh people like pete hines chipped in and said something like this is why we can't have nice things um the bethesda account just simply said dude which <laughs> <laughs> uh, is like sums it up perfectly. Uh but then they started tweeting out a whole bunch of different images uh sort of still carrying this pink theme to them as well. The same color pink.
1: Um I th- I believe the first one was the rocket. Yeah, the rocket was the one that started it. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it was like Big Ben uh what looks like Shibuya crossing some uh mm-hmm. some interesting look- looking folk wandering streets and then we started- up fa- yeah we said we had people lining up for a, a bus, uh, a bus tour called anarchy tours um and now we've sort of gotten to a point where it's a bit more on the nose with like directly you know, characters that basically look like they are from rage but there mm-hmm. is one thread that connects a lot of his images as two mm-hmm. numbers five yep. and fourteen mm-hmm which A lot of people are basically going, oh, well, Rage 2 will be getting revealed on the 14th of May. If that is the case, Joel, we are now, at least for the next like hour or so of this recording, we are entering Rage 2 Watch. Rage 2 Watch. Get hype,
0: everyone, for the game you didn't know you wanted. Um, At the (laughs) moment, I'm just checking right now. Their last tweet was two hours ago, and it was another picture. So that's the Bethesda account.
1: So I'm going to um, I'm going to be refreshing this in the background. If anything pops up, I'll I'll pull aside the conversation for it, but it could happen. There it seems like they're revealing something like over the next 24 48 hours based on time zones. Anything could happen, who knows, but it it feels like Rage 2, right?
0: Right. Yeah, it's I mean <laughs> The fact that the Rage Twitter account chimed in, the fact that it's all, like, you know, anarchy-related, the fact that these pictures that uh, Bethesda have been tweeting out, like you said, look exactly like characters that would appear in that Rage universe, uh, this seems like a lock. This seems like more than a lock. It seems
1: like this game's been announced. Um, And and I guess, because, like, Rage was by uh, id Software, they've been quiet, really, since Doom. So... Yeah. They've had time to cook it up, and it just sort of lines up. And yeah, so here's the thing: the original Rage didn't look very interesting to me, but what I will say is the marketing and the use of this vibrant pink like color, it's definitely more interesting to look at. And like a couple of the shots that mm-hmm. Bethesda are kind of posted, I don't know, it it is looking more interesting as far as Rage goes. So. Look, I am open to being flipped around on this, even though what I really yep. wanted from from these guys was another Doom game. But fair enough, you want to do something new. I respect that, because maybe it was, maybe I mean, going from Doom 1 to Doom 2 is basically like, ah, eh, let's do more Doom. Like, this could be fun for them. And yep. That's fine. I am open to that. And I'm open to being flipped on this game, because the pictures look interesting, and immediately, just a, bit, a little bit more engaging from what I saw from like leading up to Rage's release, and then during Rage.
0: Yeah, Kyron, would it be fair to say this is looking like it could be going down a very Borderlands esque road?
1: Joel, it would be so funny if it was like, if because mm. let's 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 be honest, Gearbox their timing hasn't been great. The nope. last game was Battleborn. It came out near Overwatch, and it got yep. killed. If this sort of embraces a more wacky, zany sort of uh, uh, world, as far as like post-apocalypse goes, like if they go a bit crazy with it and it sort of starts encroaching on you know, Borderlands Three, it'd be a bit funny and a bit sad, I think the saving grace for Gearbox will be their huge focus on co-op, which I very much doubt a second Rage would do. Yeah. But it would be very unfortunate.
0: Yeah. yeah. But that might be a good thing, though, that there are two sort of similar games that have similar things to offer, but one of them is more a more single-player-oriented experience and one is more a co-op experience. That would be cool to have those sort of existing. Joel, in in
1: this age, a single-player game?
0: Ugh. No, Ugh. no. Ugh, we definitely dude. haven't just. We definitely didn't speak. Spend fifty minutes last week talking
1: about a single player game. Joe, I did. How them, much we loved it over the last three weeks. I'm pretty sure we spent nearly two and a half hours on God of War. But yeah, EA, we did like a God of War episode on its own. Yeah, but EA basically remember when they cancelled that visceral game? Going, oh, ah, yeah, a single player. I don't know. Uh, oh, the fucking! How wrong you may I, have been. I,
0: I don't want to think about. We are going to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I have terrible
1: news for you if you don't want to think about it. Yeah. I don't
0: want to think about that fucking that visceral game. Um, I, but
1: anyway, Rage two. Mm,
0: yeah, ba- basically I, a lock. I, so I know. I just I, I was reading here on this uh, uh, Eurogamer article that apparently Rage was the last game uh, at Id that uh, was overseen by John Carmack. Before he yeah. left for Oculus.
1: I remember that because that's why it was being hyped and then it sort mm. of fell flat. And then he's like, See I'm gonna go play Minecraft
0: in VR Um and yeah, that's that's the, 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 the what he's doing now. So yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I never got around to playing the first rage. I don't know why. It seems like something I probably would have got into. Um but I just I I'd never I never played it. And, did, it, uh, did
1: so, it did it come to console? I don't remember.
0: It did. Because oh, I, okay. I remember I bought, I did buy it like down the this is the flashback for you, and this is a story probably just for you and you alone, essentially. But I bought it from uh, the game closing down oh. website sale. Um it was one of the things I bought on there, and I never played it. <laughs> I bought a pre owned copy of it, and I never played it.
1: What an endorsement.
0: Yeah, I didn't even, I don't think I even put it in my PS4, PS3. I don't know. I, I remember it arriving, and then after that, I don't. I don't remember playing it, which is weird. Because, yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Rage Two. Let's get hype for
1: that. I guess I'm willing to be surprised. I'll say that
0: much. Yeah, me too. Me too. I I honestly I would like it to be good because I like those kinds of uh, like you know anarchy, crazy, post-apocalyptic games. I can't, If you can get that right, it's definitely a game that I would play and probably rave about. So um, I'm going to keep my eye on that one. Hopefully, Rage Watch, Rage 2 Watch, will continue not, during the show.
1: I'm not getting my hopes up for it, but it could happen.
0: Yeah. Anyway, still nothing. It's okay. Uh, alrighty. On to our, uh, our last little bit of well, I guess technically our last bit of news, but there's something else as well we'll talk about a bit later because it will relate into uh, our big topic for the show. Um, the uh, the people behind the very, very wildly popular uh, and wildly successful Kickstarter campaign uh, for Bloodstained uh, is releasing a retro 8-bit what? very, like, what, like side just- game...
1: I was going to say they're teaming up with uh, Inti Creates. Cause, oh, blo- yep, yep. So, the Kickstarter is for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the uh, essentially the spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So, mm-hmm. that's still coming along with Eager uh, and his team. Still, I think, slated for 2018. But in the meantime, they teamed up with Inti Creates, who made oh, Gun Vault Striker, I think? Oh, good game. A couple of... Oh, was it... Oh, I don't know if it was that. Shit. I'm going to have to look it up. But um, they've teamed up with these guys to make an old-school retro bloodstained version, which, where Ritual of the Night follows the Symphony of the Night Metroidvania-type game. This one, which I think is Curse of the Moon, is it? Yeah. Yes, S- Curse of the Moon. Curse of the Moon plays, like, the NES uh, Castlevanias. So classic stage based, no no focus on like exploration or anything. So
0: yeah. Um. Uh, so some of the other games that they worked on, whole bunch of Mega Man. Oh, okay. Uh, on the Game Boy, on the Game Boy Advance, so the Game Boy Advance ports. Ah. Um, mm, most recently, uh Blaster Master Zero, um, uh, a Zero Striker Gun Gun Vault, okay, uh, cool. one and two. <laughs> yep. Uh, Gal Gun Double Piece. They worked on as well. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, and then there's some uh, Naruto games,
1: oh. Pac-Man and the
0: Ghostly Adventures. Oh, uh, oh. I see a bad uh, one. But Kiron,
1: I see they also worked one. on. They also worked on Mighty Number no. Nine. Okay. Here's, here's here's my justification for that. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, concept. Okay. concept is a team led essentially by KG Inafune, the Mega Man guy. I'm going to yep. say concept is the fault of that. Not, not Inti Creates, because the rest of that stuff, pretty good. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Blaster
0: Master Zero I bought for my Switch, and I played a lot of that. It was a really fucking good game. Um, <laughs> really, really cool, like, 8-bit style platformer with, like, vehicles and exploration and metroidvania elements i guess as well to it um yeah i had a lot of fun with that It switched perspectives from like being like side scroller platformer to top-down zelda-esque sort of shooter Uh, yeah it did some really cool shit so i yeah interested to see what they're gonna do with this sort of side story i think they're saying what it's gonna be so
1: yeah Uh, well because here's the thing this this game joel this comes out in like two weeks on may 24th for switch 3ds PS4, Vita, Xbox One, and Steam, and it will be included in the Kickstarter, I think, because it was a stretch goal. I'm pretty sure. I it
0: believe mentioned. that uh, as we like the the date that we are recording this might be the very last moment you can uh, slacker back the. Um,
1: oh, really? Man, uh, yeah, I might, I to might get, actually
0: get in on that to get to um to actually get the the free copy
1: of this game of the um like the side game because I'm happy to buy it. On its own, but if a slacker back is still open, I should really get in there. But uh, yeah, so that's this is rad. Like the trailer evokes uh, Castlevania three vibes, where there are multiple playable characters. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's doing a really good job of capturing that Castlevania nostalgia, and it is funny Joel because not two weeks ago we were talking about that crappy Castlevania mobile game that konami was excited yeah, to announce. Yeah,
0: that's right. Yeah. And here
1: we are like not a couple of weeks later with with Bloodstained getting a spin-off game ahead of its main game coming out soon. It just feels right. Come on, Eega. I'm I'm so keen. I I believe in this game.
0: Do you think we'll see a release date for Bloodstained uh Ritual of the Night at E3? I think it's a good chance. Like mm, if this is if this is the time of getting the of hype started yeah, the timing of this sort of makes uh, makes sense that we'll we'll hear some more. We'll get a new trailer. We'll get like a uh like a proper, I guess not a reveal trailer, but like a full. Uh, I, I'm going to say theatrical trailer because that's what I that's the only term I can think of uh, to describe it. But a, there's not really a game version of that of a theatrical trailer, no. Um, but that kind of thing where it's like this is the trailer, and at the end of it, we get release date.
1: Oh, man, that would be great if that happened. Mm, I think so. Where do we see it, though? Hmm, That's a million-dollar question. I Look, we know what Sony is bringing, uh, so I don't think it's there. I would probably say uh, Nintendo or Microsoft. It's got to be one of those two. I would love for Uh, it to be Nintendo. I I want it to be
0: Nintendo, but it could be either of those. I agree. I think it's going to be either of those. Um, but yeah, I hope it's Nintendo. I hope it's like, it's like one of the, the meaty segments in the middle of their direct, you know what I mean? Like how they have like two ones oh. in the middle where you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And it's like a good, like five minutes on it.
1: I don't think it'll be bad. I think it will be a, as part of like a, a sizzle reel of indie games. I think that's how Their headlines, go. maybe? Maybe. Yeah. like... <sighs> I just I don't know if I'll f- I and I don't think I want them to focus on this either. Like it's cool, I've seen enough of it. It looks like a sweet Castlevania successor, and I'm kind of in. <laughs> I don't really need yeah. anything else. Yeah, I'm definitely want to give it a go. I
0: definitely want to give it a go because uh, I've not played a Castlevania game, so it's
1: mad. Why to not- me, Joel.
0: Yeah, I know. I I it's uh it's a check against my name, unfortunately, that I just haven't got around to correcting. So. Um, I should really get on the Xbox One and buy is it yeah Symphony
1: of the Night's on there yes it is there's like a yeah. like a HD version of it that the Xbox 360 got but the PS3 didn't we got the mm. PS1 classic version which is well I mean it's fine I would rather have that Oop. nicer shinier slightly shinier it's not, it doesn't look that much better but it's newer it has achievements and stuff like that I would rather have that version but whatever we got the classic version
0: well I'm a, maybe I'll pick that up and play that. Or maybe I'll just get uh, Bloodstained Curse of the
1: Moon in two weeks' time and play that instead. I'd probably recommend that. Like as much as I yep. love Symphony of the Night. Sorry, Konami, you don't deserve the support.
0: <laughs> yep, that's it. I'd rather support uh I'd rather support this. This uh, from what I've seen of like of Ritual of the Night, uh it looks stunning. So um definitely keen to get my hands on it at some point. Oh boy. Um Okay, so shall we go with this news story first, and then we'll lead into our big topic. No, no, we, let's just let's just cars on the table. E three is okay. coming, Joel. So let's start it. E three is coming. <laughs> yeah, brace yourselves. E three is coming. Um, so we thought, uh, actually, Karen, this was your idea, and I really like this idea, and I'm giving you full credit for this. I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I had any contribution to come up with the idea for this. Um, you had the idea of like recapping. Um, and, uh, sort of looking back on what each of the, uh, the big companies did last year and sort of, I guess, checking to see how they did in the 12 months since they announced the things that they did. Um, and I was like, that's a fucking great idea. Let's, we should absolutely do that. Um, so we're going to kick it off. Uh, this, I, I guess, consider this your, uh, road to E3 hype train. Um Yeah, the uh, the train aboard. is leaving the station. Exactly. All aboard. This is uh we 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 ain't stopping until we hit E three. Um <laughs> that's how we roll here. Uh so yeah, we're kicking off with that uh, with EA. Uh now
1: <sighs> Kyron. It's okay, Joel. Mm. It's okay.
0: Yep. You no, can like
1: this. You can feel mm. the way you feel because I feel it too. Cause I also I, I rewatched their press conference before we recorded tonight in preparation even, for this discussion. I didn't even think to again until you said that you did that. and I was like, "Fuck,
0: I'm gonna have to do that now too, aren't I?" Oh, so while I ate dinner tonight after I got home from work, I sat down and watched it as well, and just wanted to throw things at the television.
1: Here's it was the awful. good. Here's the good news, Joel. Like I, I can blitz through the what the main headlines from their press conference pretty quickly. They talked about Anthem, the new game from Bioware. Didn't really show it because that was saved for Microsoft, but they teased it, I guess. Weird, weird thing. A weird choice. Uh, Yeah. I mean,
0: obviously, obviously money was talking there, but still weird choice. (laughs)
1: It's not the first time it's
0: happened. It's true. Yeah, I guess. Um yeah, and, like, I I remember getting very excited by it, but, I mean, 12 months later, we still don't know much about that fucking game. It's in we fact still have seen...
1: It's been delayed yeah. until next March at this point. And yep. EA claims it's because it's not to be... Sca- don't be scared, guys. They're, they're, they're trying to make a story. They're trying to tell a story. Ugh. And Bioware's recently been touting that they've sold the issue of story in multiplayer games, so we'll see how that all pans out, I guess, in, like, a month's oh, time. but don't... Yeah. Bioware,
0: don't start running your fucking mouth. You are not in a position to do that right now. <laughs> don't but, fucking start running your mouth. Just sit back and finish your game, and then let that talk for itself.
1: Okay. Um, uh, EA also revealed new Battlefield One content, which included mm-hmm. like I think it was like an expansion with some maps and stuff like that. All that's come out now. Battlefield One, largely still a good game. It didn't get affected as so much by VR. The evil machinations, machinations of EA themselves. So good on them. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. There was the sport offerings, which included a, a story mode for Madden. I'm pretty sure that got a story mode, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it did. It was yeah. A long shot. Yeah. Long yeah. shot. Uh, uh, FIFA I, I, 18 had a new journey. Yep. New had like the the journey
0: part two, I guess. And uh, NBA 2K8, not 2K18. NBA
1: Live 18. Sorry had uh, the one. That was the other thing they had, yeah. I will uh, I will yeah. stand by this. Like, adding story modes to sport games, good idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely. From what I heard about Longshot in Madden, probably it was really good. And it kind of worked really well as, like, a tutorial, how to, like, you know, do, like, plays and things in, I don't know, NFL that well. So, but, um, but like, yeah, to do, like, do the football. So. To do the football. Um, <laughs> to do the football. Um yeah that before I heard I I was hearing like uh, Greg Miller talked about it from kind of funny he spoke a lot about it cuz he played it and was like this is really good this is really cool his idea was they should have released it as like a free download to get people in the door for Madden or like a mm-hmm. like five 10 dollar thing um as like cuz he said it's not super long um and it's almost like an extended tutorial or tutorial almost um but yeah, that would be cool. Like to see them just go, not maybe not at launch, but like you know six months later, like in that mid sort of like point before they just announced that game and before they announce a new version of it, just go. Yeah, it's free for
1: everyone. Give it a go. Mm. Um, see, it's a cool idea, but it would I'm sure for like EA, it would be a, the equivalent of like giving away Battlefield One. Campaign for for free or for like ten bucks or something because it is true that they are true yeah but campaigns usually do do serve that feature but they still cost money to make and they've got a higher voice actors and this and that and whatever and whatever As, it's a it's a good idea but I would just I think that's how they would view it they'd be like no 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 we would never release the battlefield one campaign for free or yeah the Titanfall yeah. two campaign for free I wish they that's would. Fair.
0: Yeah, yeah, fucking... Mm. Timefall 2's campaign was so good. I I stand by that. That's a really...
1: Pity, good Pity the EA killed it. <laughs> um,
0: and Respawn in the process. Um, Just, yeah, ship them off to Star Wars, guys. Ship them off to Star Wars.
1: I mean, Respawn Speaking was already Wars.
0: working on Star Wars. Well, true, yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, we've got a lot of Star Wars at it. Um... Most of it was bullshit, in hindsight. uh, Uh, They came came out there and flew their flag and were like, yeah, look, we've got a story campaign. It's going to be really cool. It's going to bridge between fucking uh, Return of the Jedi and, and Force Awakens, and we're going to have free... Post-launch content—it's going to be all free. You won't have to pay for season passes or anything. It's all free, and then they got their filthy little
1: fucking I, microtransaction okay. hands in there. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to stop you. Okay. Yep. All right. I understand. I understand. I, I we we've we've done this dance before. Yep. <laughs> we, yep. We certainly e- have the old EA and the loot boxes story. Uh I do want to stay say that. I still think it was cool to lead the way they did, bringing out. Yep. I forget her name, even though I watched it tonight. But the ja, chiku- Janina, yeah, I can't. Remember, I can't pronounce
0: her last name. I can
1: never no. pronounce her
0: last name. But it's Janina. Um, Wow, okay. it starts with a, it starts with a G. I'm pretty sure. Um, even her like, name is,
1: yeah, I'm, Janina. I think. I'm glad they started. Like they, it's cool but the campaign started like a a fucking sweet, strong female protagonist. I haven't played the campaign myself, but that's a cool way to introduce it and, like, to play mm-hmm. the Imperial March and all that. Sure, it was sort of playing on the Star Wars nostalgia, but you know what? Like, at least EA was doing it then as opposed to the nothing they've done really since. Yep. And she was a delight to watch in that as well. Yes. Because, like, she, she came she out believed. and she was...
0: <laughs> yeah, she came out and she was, like, trying to do, like, the badass sort of thing, but then she sort of got a little bit overwhelmed and was like... Oh, I'm the face of this new Star Wars game, and I'm here talking to everyone in the world about this new Star Wars game. That's and crazy. Then, like, the like, part, that would get to me. The part where she was like say, saying about how she watched that trailer like 60 times backstage with her mom, and she's like, "Yes, my mom's here. It's kind of a big day for me." And I was like, "Yeah, you fucking go." Um, and I've seen it just to go back to kind of funny as well. She's been on the Game of Greedy Show a couple of times. And she was awesome on that too. She's really awesome to listen to. She seems like a really lovely person. Um, but yeah, it's you're just right. A shame, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. It's hundred percent right. Into if we're talking just about how I felt during that that conference when I watched it last year. Yeah, I was like, I'm in. I'm totally in on this. Let's go. And as Can you I said, like this game now.
1: At the time, they were like, "Yep, all the content will be free." It was like, "Oh mm-hmm. wow, awesome." I mean, we didn't know at the time they were going to prey upon their fan base with incredibly dangerous microtrans- microtransaction loot box importance. Like, that would be how you mm-hmm. progress your characters. We didn't know. In hindsight, horrible, predatory, disgusting, are some words yep. I would use to describe that. But you know what? EA probably yep. haven't learned, so we, we can no. touch on that later. But yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Battlefront 2 is like the... It the the turnaround there was like yes to Oh what have you yep. done, EA? What did you yeah. do?
0: If yeah, uh, if we want to talk about cringe moments in the actual moment itself, I forgot uh, to note all, this down. We could <laughs> also go back to the yeah, the Neva Speed payback, um, the poor YouTube influencer, I don't oh. know who he is, but oh. who had to introduce the uh the, the Neva Speed segment and didn't have like his teleprompter stop working and Basically, had a, like a tiny meltdown on camera. It and,
1: was awkward. Oh,
0: oh, When it came up again, I'd forgotten about it. I'd managed to block it out of my mind, and it came up again when I was watching it. I was like, "Oh!" And I messaged you. And I was like, "Fuck!" I've just hit the fucking Need for Speed part, and you were like, "Yeah, that's not
1: good." It's it's funny because I was the same. Like I forgot it happened completely until. He showed up and I could see, like, Need for Speed in the background. Yep. I'm like, oh no, I remember this. Yeah. Oh no. As soon as it popped up, I was like, oh
0: fuck. And you see him trying to, like, just trying to redeem himself for the rest of the thing. And it's almost, it's just too much. And you're like, just stop, please. Just let him go. Let him leave the stage. Cut let to gameplay. the other guy cut to take gameplay. it. Yeah, just cut to the gameplay. Uh, which, again, when I first watched this, being someone, as you may have Gathered, if this is your first time listening to the Dialogue Options podcast, I do like my arcade races. I was pretty fucking excited for this because it looked like it looks like a playable Fast and the Furious game with a dumb storyline about trying to take down the house and like, you know, doing all these like fucking crazy like raids and uh, heists and shit. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so in on this. Uh, and it looked gorgeous and I'm like, cool. Cut to 12 months later, I still haven't bought that game, uh, and I have no intentions of doing so, because it looks like trash, Uh, and apparently is trash. So,
1: oh, was the cringe worth it? Again, it was also another game that was just sullied by microtransactions, Mm -hmm. unsurprisingly. And not just microtransactions, fucking timers. Yes,
0: like. That, that's how far into the mobile territory they went. They put fucking timers in a racing game that's about going fast. They made you wait. Like, what?
1: Oh, oh this it's going to make me mad. I'm going to get mad, Kyron. <laughs> I mean, I'd say it's, it's going to get better, but we haven't even talked about what they're going to do this year. But before we yeah. do, there's the one shining light of the EA yep. press conference. And that was the reveal of Hazelight's A Way Out. Mm, I haven't played yeah. it yet, yeah, but I right. hear it's really good. Yeah.
0: I, it, it seems to be like the only game, honestly, the only game from that, from that entire conference that isn't a sports game that has done well. Uh, yeah, all the rest either haven't been announced uh, are our sports games or were fucking dumpster fires. Um, just oh, smouldering oh, trash dumpster a, fires.
1: It's the one that EA had the least input on. They sort of yep. just gave some aid to the dev team, gave them some, yep. some screen time, and, yeah, came out pretty good from what I hear.
0: Yeah, even with, you know, Joseph Farris being fucking wildcard of the century. Oh,
1: God, Game Awards, Joseph Farris, No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. I was when I was watching the conference again tonight. I had a flashback when I was I was talking to Brod. I remember messaging Brod about it, and he, I was like, "Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of into this Joseph Farris guy," and he was like, "He's like he's a used car salesman. I don't like him. He's he's fucking he's a wanker." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, you're right. He does sound like a used car salesman." <laughs> like, you are absolutely right. It sort of ruined it for me a little bit. The um, glass shatter, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, uh, was there anything else that they, I don't know. No, I no, don't that, care. They were the main things. They were the big I things fucking, I
1: could pull from. I
0: stayed up and watched that fucking conference. Like I do every fucking year and I C- never drop. learned my fucking lesson.
1: I mean, personally for me, it wasn't as bad. Cause I went, I, I woke up for that. I was like, okay, well, this is the start of my day. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I stayed. I stayed up.
1: Rookie mistake. And,
0: yeah. I think it was around the same time as that Apple was doing something, so I was watching that as well. I think I had I think I had something else to do while I was waiting for it, but I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I just I never learn my lesson with EA. I should just not bother. <sighs> but I know the moment I know the moment that I don't bother they'll announce something amazing that everyone will fucking lose their mind for and I'm like No, oh, I missed that moment. Now I'm gonna wake what? up and
1: read about it everywhere online. Fuck. Look bad or not, I'm, I'm usually just gonna I'm gonna watch the press conferences. Like I, I watched the Bef- the Bef- the Bethesda one last year. It wasn't good for people watching online. It was amazing no, if you were wasn't. there, but we got the yeah. crappy version. So I will always yeah. check out the press conferences, even if they are like this EA one. <laughs> mm, okay, so here's the big question:
0: What what are we gonna see this year at at uh, at at EA's E3?
1: Okay, so straight up, we can get into that news story now. That's mm. because yeah. uh, there was an Easter egg hidden away. I don't know if it was recently or not, but it was inside Battlefield 1. There was a secret room. And it, once players, again, by going through a very, very ridiculous string of steps, managed to get into this room, it led them to a website, which basically had the date May 23rd, 2018, hashtag Battlefield. Now, it's uh, at
0: this it's yeah it's also too the website was uh www.ea.com slash never be the same
1: because it so in the room there was like dripping water which basically spelt out morse code and that's how they got the web url (sighs) sure why not but the important thing is this basically sets up a battlefield 5 reveal on may 23rd which is like a week after black ops 4 will be officially Mm -hmm. revealed classic ea got a Gotta go for the, the the COD play.
0: We've seen it for the last three years, yep. yep. It's we'll know, always trying trust forever, yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: but yeah, so this almost certainly will be the Battlefield V or Battlefield 5, we've we've heard about in the past, which will presumably be World War Two, etc. etc. But yeah, I think that's obviously gonna have, be a big part of the E3 showing. They'll probably do what they do with Battlefront and what they did with Battlefield 1 the year before. They'll have all those computers set up, and like the end of their press conference will just be like half an hour of multiplayer. That's almost definitely what they're going to do here.
0: Will Snoop Dogg be there no. smoking, smoking fatty I joints? Don't think he will be. <laughs> don't and think will, he will be. And will Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth be getting a contact high just from secondhand smoke? <laughs> I mean, I'd be surprised if Bernie Burns wasn't
1: there, but I don't think yeah, Snoop exactly. Dogg's there.
0: That's my favorite story from that bat- for the Battlefield 1 reveal, that he was between Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg, and they were just both smoking blunts, and See, Bernie got, like, passively high, and they went to, like, to get food afterwards, and Bernie was just, like, grabbing handfuls of stuff off the table and shoving them into his face, because he just had the munchies from being, like, you know, passively high from these... Uh, My favourite one joints.
1: is is the shot of, of Snoop Dogg clearly smoking something, and then they cut away and they come back and it's gone. <laughs> and you are like, oh, oh and Snoop. He looks,
0: a, he looks a little bit sadder too. He he does, he does. It he was, the, I can understand He's super it. happy in that first part. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing fucking Battlefield 1, I'm smoking a joint, everything's <laughs> good. And then they take it away, he's like... I guess Battlefield Aww. 1's fine. I guess it's okay on its own. Um, yeah, one was so, better. <laughs> yeah. It made this game better. It was a good combination. Can't have one without the other. Um, Battlefield, though, have been known for doing these sort of Easter eggs and things like that. Not necessarily related to, like, game reveals, but... Oh, yeah, no, um, they always do this stuff. Little, like, in-game ARGs that sort of had, like, there's, like, the, what was it, the the... T Rex one that was sort of uh, like that became a thing. I remember hearing about. Oh, the the dinosaur one.
1: Yeah, the dinosaur one. Yeah, because COD didn't have dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what, I couldn't remember the exact context of, of about why they did it. That was what it was. Um, but yeah, that, that so the, the, this is not new, but it's cool that they're using that as a way to sort of like get people hyped for the uh incoming announcement.
1: Well again um, I this is clever cuz it's it's catching the people who really care the most the people playing Battlefield 1 they're the ones that are really going to be interested in this reveal and then from there they can just spread the excitement as like the news sites pick it up but those are the people you want to get excited out the gate
0: Absolutely yeah you you your core fan base um you want to get them pumped and like again going back to last year's E3 thing when they were showing the um the Battlefield 1 stuff uh and like the community stuff that they had. That was a really cool video. I really liked that how they like it had like all different clips of like people from like, you know, playing Battlefield One on their own like channels and things like that and using the game to create certain things and um uh, doing like little animations and stuff. Funhouse even got a little bit of a shout out in there as well, which is cool. Um so yeah, those are the people you want to impress because then they're gonna go tell the people that watch them what they think and what they're excited for in that uh, in- incoming installment.
1: Yeah, and, and that's a fair, especially with the Battlefield games. The stunts you can pull off in some of the latest stuff is just ridiculous. So yeah, the show yep. reels they put together for that were really good. Mm. And I, it's, it's just a lock at this point that Battlefield Five will take up a large portion at the end of the show. Yep. And I'm excited for it. I like Battlefield. Battlefield 1 was good. And I... The, the, the question mark will come up later is whether or not EA can avoid being villainous with their loot boxes. <laughs> but who knows? I love,
0: I love that in their notes that's your last question. That it is. Makes it me just so is. Happy.
1: Andrew Wilson <laughs> yeah. will be a Bond villain. Oh. It's gonna happen.
0: If he doesn't, if he comes out this year with an eye patch and a fucking white <laughs> fluffy cat, like I just that I I I think my head will explode. Um, I'll be.
1: I'll just be like, of course, this makes sense. It just,
0: it just it, if he fucking just full leans into it and just goes, yeah, this is what it is now, guys. He's like, oh. we're gonna take all your money, uh, I and, believe, and it. then try and like backwards like justify
1: it. Oh, so, so that leads into the next big obvious question mark because we've already we've already touched on it. It's it's anthem Joel, yeah, anthem. yeah. So all we've seen of this game so far, there was the tears at EA's press conference and then Microsoft showed gameplay in, you know, in air quotes, in quotes, gameplay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: One of those staged gameplay demos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With like the really awkward, like, uh, team speak when I was like, I I don't speak like this. It
0: wasn't as bad as some of the ones I've seen. Like the Rainbow Six Siege one was still like, when they're like. Alpha Tango Charlie on your Bravo, and it's like no, no I don't. No, no, I don't say that.
1: Actually, no. no. Okay, Joel. He, okay, here we go. No, I would believe that more because of the game that Rainbow Six is. I that's true. Yeah. As opposed to this, where it, I'm like, no, this, no, I wouldn't say this. Like, not playing Anthem. <laughs> if you just added a couple more swear words in there, that's probably what I'd say. Yeah, true. some some more like slurs and stuff.
0: Some more F's and C's, and I probably it's probably a little bit
1: closer to what what I would say. That's yeah, that kind of makes the most sense, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like mm. I'm always hit and miss on those, and I could I could believe Rainbow Six Siege players speaking like that because that's the game. But Siege is like you are that you have to be, you have to inhabit that role in that game. But in this game, True. I'm just gonna just gonna shoot aliens in my Iron Man suit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway, think, that's like, what, that's uh, that's
1: not uh, the main point anyway. That's just a sticking point for me. I'm interested
0: to see what what they're going to bring to the table, but I mean, yeah, hearing you say before about like BioWare saying they've basically reinvented the wheel with about storytelling in multiplayer games, I'm like, "Don't don't just stop talking. Go back to making a game. We'll look at it when you're ready to show us. But until then, don't say stupid comments like this." because they will backfire and someone will, people will drag that shit up when the game comes out and you haven't done that. That's what's going to happen. But I, I, mean, I if, I'm ex- interested to see what what this game is and how it's
1: going to play. If you want reason to hope, it is worth noting that this is BioWare A as opposed to yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda was like it was the the rest of BioWare, not to be too yeah. mean, but like the big team was working on this. And the, the smaller, less experienced team made a new Mass Effect yeah, for better or no, worse.
0: And that that my statement still stands though about like not running your mouth. Like I don't. It, it doesn't matter which oh, yeah, BioWare no, no, team no, no, is, no. is saying that. That's just a general rule for anyone. Like if you've got if you're a company like BioWare, especially, there are certain standards that are kept on you. And then like you know we well, saw that with Mass Effect Andromeda last year. And I know it was a different team, but still, you know there are expectations that were set. They weren't met.
1: And then- his, his 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 thing, as you said, like this is Bioware. A their track record track record over the last couple of years is Dragon Age Inquisition, which was okay. It yep. wasn't bad. It, it was an okay it, it didn't game. Blow my mind. Uh, if you'd waited, you could have worked it in better. No, it's not true. The next one I'm going to talk about is before that they had Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect Three, the game that broke my heart and spat. On the shards of it, because its ending was so goddamn awful. I couldn't stand. I it. just,
0: I just try to forget about the ending and just enjoy the ride that it was. Uh,
1: it was nowhere oh, yeah, near as good
0: as two, but like it's. Oh, yeah, I still the
1: ride it. with the death of all your favorite characters.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's that's. I liked I, as morbid as that sounds. I kind of liked that because, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I was—I was going to talk about something else there, but I'm not going to talk about it.
1: You were talking um, about Infinity War, weren't you? I uh,
0: well, you've said it now. I was going to say what it was because I didn't want people to know if they hadn't seen it yet.
1: If it, so, here's the thing: Joel. if somehow at this point you've managed to avoid the dust meme, and you haven't seen yeah, Infinity true. War, my pat—like more power to you! Like, what yeah, is your true. secret? Yeah, true. Um,
0: but yeah, like uh, people like uh, like. Uh, again i say quote unquote like those moments and those 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 feelings and and seeing these characters that you have attachments to
1: have i guess like endings yeah like it, it, yeah i I mean I agree don't get me wrong mm. i'm just it's just funny to hear about how you would describe it. I do agree, and I do feel the same way. Like, I still watch Game of Thrones, even though a lot of my favorite yeah, characters are dead or yeah. will die. Like, Yeah. It's just a thing we do. But, and, oh, man, Morden's death scene and fucking losing mm. Legion at the end there. Just, mm-hmm. ugh. And Thane. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't and,
0: actually get to do the Thane one myself, but I, I saw, I saw... Um, yeah. I've and seen then it since.
1: It all culminates in picking red, blue, or green. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So in fair, in their defense to, to dredge up at like a, what, eight year old argument or six year old argument. I get it. Like so many variables across that trilogy to sort of create a a satisfying ending for the player that picked these specific options is near impossible yeah maybe their scope was too big if it was i hope they don't make a similar mistake with anthem i'm happy mm. for them to scale it back if it means a better overall story but yeah that mass Effect 3 stinger will always sort of it'll it'll make me doubt anything
0: that bioware says which well that's the thing that comes back to their statement of them saying that they've really exactly. like, that like they said from the get go, they're like, your choices will have consequences on the entire the whole situation, the whole universe,
1: and then it ended That's the way why. it did. Yeah. That's why I was yeah, I brought up Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect 3. Like Mass yep. Effect's ending was bad and Dragon Age Inquisition was okay. It didn't set new standards, it was just good which it had was a very a step it up had a, because Dragon Age 2 sucked.
0: It had a misleading opening area. They <laughs> should have that that opening area should have been half the size uh and yeah, it was just it was such a confusing game to get into and I just yeah, I wanted to like it more than I did. And I played it for quite a while, but uh, and so did Ash. We both played it actually pretty frequently, frequently. She went back to it recently too, I think.
1: I'm just before I sold I'm, it. Yeah, I'm st- still sitting here waiting for Bioware to top Dragon Age Origins. That's me, just waiting for that to happen. Yeah, well, maybe with Anthem. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, to be that's, let's be real here. Like, if if it doesn't set at least some of a world on fire, I worry for Bioware. We've said it before. Like, EA's known. Picking up studios, making a couple of games, things start looking bad. They just give him the old, uh, old yellow, take him behind yep. the shed, take him behind the shed and just do the deed. And yeah, Bioware, whilst before Andromeda, they were doing okay. I think Andromeda dragged down that average and Anthem could be bad if it doesn't do well for them. It could be bad for Bioware. Yeah,
0: they're on the chopping block for sure, um, and this is sort of like uh, this is a their final hur- like, you know, their last chance, their last ditch effort. Um, to,
1: now, it's worth noting that EA have shown no no indication that they're going to shut them down. This is just based off of EA's past actions. I want to be clear yeah, about that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, there's nothing out there that's that's been alluded to that the you know BioWare are. Uh, are actually on the chopping block, but... Yeah, they could be fine, theor- but I just... Theoretically, I they're on the chopping block, yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of picking up studios and throwing them away and getting them to do other things and whatnot. Star Wars, Kyron.
1: Are we going to say Star Wars? Okay, well, so Star Wars is interesting, Joel, because at, as far as we know... As far as we know, the Visceral game would have been the one that was furthest along, but that got dropped, and Visceral got annihilated. And presumably, I guess, Amy Hennig is working on a new Star Wars game, whatever this new one is, but there's no way they could show us anything from that, right? There's no way.
0: Oh, if I see someone at a fucking desk again, I will scream.
1: I will scream the the eternal scream. Um, okay, so that just leaves the other question. Is there any chance we could see Respawn's Star Wars game? We know they're making been, one. It's been long enough since Titanfall 2. They might have at least... Because so, I feel like EA is showing something Star Wars. Maybe Battlefront 2 content. If they're brave, like really brave... Mm. someone reminded me the other day it's been i think it's like five years since ea got the star wars license or something crazy like that and i was just like really really so maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna yeah and how many
0: games have we got two
1: yeah two games and both of them battlefront games
0: (laughs) both of them are shit so like I just, yeah. I, maybe we, I think you might be right. We They might try and just push something out Star Wars related. So they're like, before Bob Iger comes down and like fucking gets the old ban hammer on, on EA for good, because holy hell, that's going to be happening. How, because we've said this so many times before, how do you fuck up Star Wars so badly? Like you, it just seems like such an impossible task to do. And they well, and, managed and to do it not only once, but fucking twice. And it was just it's heartbreaking.
1: And here's the other side of it. Like if you're EA or no, even better, if you're Disney, if and you're looking at EA having the Star Wars license and this is what you've they've gotten out onto the market, and then you look at what the Avengers and Marvel brand is getting from like like fucking Insomniac or Spider Man and mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it more when we talk about Square Enix, but that mm-hmm. Avengers game is showing up. I am so sure of it at their press yep. conference. Like, it's happening because yep. the Avengers hype is very real. It's and so real. This this E3 press conference will be happening maybe two or three weeks after Solo, which I have very, very limited excitement for. Mm, uh, yeah. And you kind of want to believe they can do something.
0: Yep. Just side note, early impressions of uh, Solo are that it's a good heist movie, like a fun heist movie, but Donald Glover is the highlight of the entire film, and I'm like, yep, that's what I expected, and that's what I want.
1: Yeah, look, I I don't read too much into the early, like, impressions, but I do believe the Donald Glover stuff. I absolutely buy that. (laughs) Because that man can't do
0: anything wrong, as is proven with This Is America, which is fucking insanely good.
1: It's really Um,
0: good. Yeah, just little side note there. I just wanted to throw that in there cuz it's fuck it. I've had it on repeat and anytime I I don't know what to watch, I just put that video on and watch it
1: again cuz fuck <laughs> me. It is good. It's it's really good. Like that man is way too talented for us. So but yeah, like I have to believe that something Star Wars shows up. I don't know if EA has the courage to simply have Battlefront 2 footage running. That game I, I think the damage is done there. They damage might try to salvage it, but yeah. I think we need something new from Star Wars, and I guess Respawns are closest to having something at this point. We've seen nothing from them, but like, no. it's been but that could be a, good a trailer. Thing.
0: That could be a good thing, yeah, to have a, an announcement trailer and just be like, this is what it is called, this is where it's going to be set, this is the type of game it is. Um. And I'd be like, okay, I'm interested. I'm not gonna get excited because EA, you've fu- you fucked me so many times before. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you that the time of day anymore. But I will be interested, more interested guess- than the the no game they have currently in the Star Wars license announced.
1: They got they got ah oh, they got two Star Wars games announced. They have got a respawn game and a new a- and then whatever the other Star Wars game is. Oh, they
0: got really catchy really really catchy titles and
1: just. Innovative uh, genres there, it's... but yeah, I, I I absolutely agree. Like I and I just think that yeah, if they have to show something that isn't Battlefront Two. They just mm. have to. But again, this is EA, so it, they can they can as as I have yeah, as we mentioned the last point here. Can they avoid being villainous? That's a big part of that question. Because if it is just Battlefront Two, and there's no new Star Wars stuff, like people are gonna talk about Battlefront Two again. Which I'm sure EA may or may not want to certain degrees. <sighs> oh, See Joel, this hell. is part of the reason why I was like, "Look, we'll do EA first, get them done, get them dusted."
0: Yep, one and done. Get him out that- so we can have we can have fucking good vibes and jolly fun for the rest of the the talks for the most part, anyway.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because I think this is the one that we're just going to be the most down on, and it's not. Not surprising. It's just EA. It's the yeah. it's the EA has not done much to make their image good over the last few years. In fact, it just feels like they get
0: worse. It seems like they've just been putting their fingers in their ears and going la 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 and just not learning anything. Like they just yeah. haven't learned anything anything and it's even worse because the start of last year's conference where they came out and they're like um fucking what's his name andrew Wilson's there and he's like yeah guys we've been we 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 released battlefront two years ago and we know we really looked at your feedback we looked at all the great feedback we got and we looked at all the (laughs) constructive feedback we got oh yeah constructive just another way of saying not good like don't no don't don't – the fact that they did that and now looking back on it a year later, I'm just like, oh, that makes me so, so yeah, fucking mad because you like didn't they, learn from that.
1: And that's – I don't think they come out and say that again. That's why I'm wondering, like, do you think we hear – I don't think we hear the words loot box this entire conference. Fuck no. Or any, anything, like, related to microtransactions. They will probably just steer clear of all of that stuff.
0: Fuck no. Yeah, that, that's absolutely yeah. – 100% they're not saying anything
1: about that. Even
0: if those games are riddled with them, they're not going to say boo oh, about it.
1: An- Anthem has cosmetic loot boxes, I'm pretty sure. sure. I mean it's, 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 it's cosmetic microtransactions. It's, I think it's all but confirmed at this point. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You've um, got
0: customizable I mean, Iron Man suits. Of course they're going to make them custom yeah. like you're going to have like some sort of like cosmetic uh loot boxes and things.
1: I I didn't bother listing it here, but obviously all the usual sports games will show up. That's just yep. you know it's yep. me. But uh sure. you did bring to my attention, Joel, the interesting possi- the tantalizing possibility of burnout. Karen, I know. And I just I
0: want oh, I want to believe so badly that it would happen, but I also don't want it to happen because I know it'll probably be shit in the long run. Um and I don't want the name of burnout to be tarnished. Because I have such fond memories of playing Burnout, as is apparent from what I was talking about, started the episode with Burnout Revenge, uh, and then also Burnout Paradise. I just, I, but I also I want a new Burnout game really badly. I just, oh. and kind. the fact that like the fact that yeah we've just had the 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 uh, Burnout Paradise Remaster come out, and now the fact that they chose it, there was no other games announced. At that time, when they announced uh, Burnout Revenge on backwards compatibility, was there? I think it was just that oh, they this, were like, "This is
1: all you, man." I, have no I believe
0: because I, I think it, it was outside because they do usually do like an announcement every week or so where they go. There's like three games. I think it was this was outside of that. They were like, "Burnout Revenge is now part of to, of backwards compatibility," and it was like, "Okay, you're you're highlighting this. You're putting this on showcase." Yeah, is there a reason for that? I don't know whether I'm reading into that too much or, or whether or not uh, this is all just, you know, uh, a pure coincidence. Um,
1: but, yeah, I I want to believe. It's, I mean, <sighs> it's possible. Is it Criterion?
0: Mm, criterion Adam. were originally for, for burnout, yeah.
1: So, yeah, their last... I mean, they they helped out with some of the Battlefront Two stuff and uh, X Ring VR mission. Blah 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 blah. Their last big game was 2013 Need for Speed Rivals. So, which was which was uh, good. Inspiring to hear you call it that. I
0: it was it was it wasn't Burnout. Let's put it that way. It was it was okay. I don't know why I didn't get into it as much. I had it. I bought it. No, I got it for Christmas actually. I I got given to me for Christmas, and I I enjoyed it. Um, but I didn't play it as much as the other ones.
1: Well, it's it's been 10 years since Burnout Paradise, Joel. So, I mean, it could happen.
0: 10 year anniversary. Let's do it. Let's do it.
1: Do you believe it? Can Criterion do it though? Can they do it?
0: I believe that they can. I don't know if I can believe that EA will let them. (laughs) That's, that's fair. That's that, completely fair. Like That's what I think. I don't think they'll let them. They'll just be like, "You go do vehicles for Star Wars now." That's that's their job now. I as sad as, sad as it is. Um Yeah. Or it's, it's, maybe we we get something completely new that's like a spiritual successor to
1: Burnout. I don't know. Nope. That's even less likely, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um EA, Yeah, it's not I, one for like gambling on like a new IP like that.
0: Hmm. I want to believe. I, I I really do. I want to believe that it will happen and I want to believe that it will be at least good. But I'm just not after watching that conference I'm not I have no faith in EA as a
1: company. And I mean I I I feel you Joel and I agree for like like almost all of me agrees but in the back of my mind <laughs> part of me is like what if though? What if they come out and they're just good guys. I, I don't see it happening, but what if? Imagine yeah. if that happened.
0: That would be the talk of E3. They'd probably win. They'd probably win E3. I would say
1: <laughs> headlines would just say EA not douchebags this year.
0: Well, hey, look. Apparently, North Korea and South Korea are friends now, so anything's possible. I'm <laughs> fucking like. Well, who EA, knows? The what is your oyster? The fucking crazy world that we live in right now. I, I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> so why not? Let's go with that. They're going to come
1: out and they're going to be good guys. Imagine that. Like I, <laughs> we get we get to the end of E three and we're like, well, wow, EA had the best show. Like I would never yeah? picked it. It's it's like Ubisoft's last year. There's like people crying in the
0: crowd, like developers there and fucking <laughs> for 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 some reason Miyamoto rocks up. I don't know. Like why not? Kojima's there, like, they're all just hanging out.
1: Reggie Mim- comes Mim- in from the roof. Like, I don't know. Miyamoto Mim- Mim- rocks up because Criterion's making the new F-Zero.
0: Fucking Kyron, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> oh
1: shit. It's a partnership just... between
0: EA and
1: and Nintendo. Oh, Never unprecedented partnership. <laughs> <laughs> One, you oh, know what, this... Joel? One day we're going to find out what that meant. The unprecedented partnership. Like, we ju- it, it never really went beyond a couple of sports games.
0: Yeah, it really didn't do did it. Nah.
1: But uh, I, oh. I, I don't really know what else to say about EA. It's mean, but I just... Yeah. I have the lowest expectations for them. I just do. They never really come out and blow me away. At best, they can get a, oh, yeah, you know, out of me. Like, they never make me go, Phew. That was a show. Like, I never I never get to that point. I never have. This is, have. The, this is the, the worst part, is because they
0: do get that reaction from me. I'm a fucking sucker for it, every goddamn time. Rookie mistake. I was, <laughs> I was so in for start, like for Battlefront 2 last year. I was like, fucking yes. we get got story campaign, free post-launch content, it looks awesome, it's going to have all three errors, it's going to be great, it's going to be fun, it's going to rectify all the problems, we're going to have a great time. Like, it looks the, the whole presentation was really cool. I'm really excited for it, and then it sucked. Uh, so my summation of what EA is going to
1: bring to EA uh, E3 is wow. I, I I hope you enjoy editing that in post. <laughs> it's fine. It looks fine. It'll be okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, EA. Like I don't. I just don't know what to say. Besides, I hope Anthem's good, and you have something new for Star Wars. That's really what I'm taking away. Oh, and Battlefield Five, I guess. Like, but that like dice are good, and I don't think the yeah. fault like much of a fault at least for Battlefront Two lays with dice. I think. No, God no, no. They're just they're just doing as they're told. That's the that's the, the long and short of it, really. They're just like and they made you they made this. a really good engine, and now EA wants every EA studio to use that engine, even if mm-hmm. it's not made for those games. Poor Mass Effect Andromeda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's EA. Woohoo! Yeah, yay! Happy E three hype start. Yeah.
0: I know, like we, we we were just like, yeah, the train's leaving the station. Everybody get hyped, and we're just
1: like, EA sucks. We fucking hate games. This is shit. <laughs> Patrol, it's okay. It's not. All, it's not all darkness. We got Microsoft. We got Nintendo, Sony, Ubisoft, Square Enix. Like the 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 best is yet to come.
0: Yeah, we got lots of fun stuff to do, and we'll, we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely be touching on those in the next few
1: episodes in the road to E three. Oh. That was that was just an Andrew Wilson voice, and I feel sick. It re- I, I didn't intend that to
0: be an Andrew Wilson, and then I, as I got halfway through it, I was like, "Oh, I've used the Andrew Wilson voice." And now I hate myself. And um, you had
1: to commit to it; you couldn't just change the voice. Like you had I, to yeah, go I with it.
0: Yeah, I, otherwise it would have made it worse. And I just was like, "Well, this is the choice that I have made. I have made this is my bed. I shall lie in it over um, regrets." Mm, Do you want to do Broad's question next week?
1: (laughs) I mean, the episodes aren't going to get any shorter. (laughs) True. Uh, How long have we talked about Inti Creates for? Like, maybe we could just cut that. It was fun, but... Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It... it... Yeah. I don't know, man. What What do you think? Do we have a question? and cut into or like leave the question for maybe next week but if we if we go on big like we get into the bigger bulkier ones next week really it's up to you yeah. I'm cool with Eva. I'm cool with Eva. if you want to an- like we could answer the question and then maybe see how it comes out potentially and then make well, a choice
0: from there I reckon we leave the question for now because we okay. d- we don't have to a- answer questions every week um oh Joel, look at you. <laughs> well, we're getting Ooh. popular now, Kyron. People want to ask this stuff. We can't just always <laughs> answer everyone's questions at once. Um,
1: I don't right.
0: know. I, that's really, fair. Like, I, I really don't have anything that comes to mind for Brod's question anyway. That's the that's it thing, too.
1: This episode has has blown up, as I figured it would. Because, again, yeah. E3's, E3's going to do it. Like, honestly, I don't think we... I'm not even going to probably talk about what I've been playing next week. I don't think I will. I don't think I will either
0: (laughs) because I don't think I'll be able to play anything crazy new.
1: At this point, we're getting towards, yeah, the big ones that we have. Probably, again, EA was going to be negative and short because we don't have fun talking about it. But the rest of them will be fun and interesting and exciting. So that's why they're going to really, they're going to be big ones. So, yeah. Okay, maybe we do our outro then. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, I feel um, bad. I feel bad, but yeah. I mean, he got it. He got it to us late. I guess. What time did? What time was it? It wasn't. It wasn't because we posted a thing earlier. I've like, granted everyone was probably doing Mother's Day stuff and stuff like that. So fair enough. Yeah, true. Yeah, he posted it at eight thirty. So yeah, It's right. We'll put it in the back pocket. We'll just keep it there for
0: at some point if we need if to if we need, to I, doubt if we need to I Yeah. I doubt he'll be offended. <laughs> no, I don't think he will especially when he looks at the length of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like um, I said, this is already probably looking at like it's already over two hours about the question.
0: Yeah, it's about two and a half hours I'd say. Yeah. Oh fucking hell. Two hours and fifteen, I'd say, roughly in my head.
1: No new no news next week. It's just E three.
0: <laughs> well, it depends. If there's fucking big news stories. If
1: Rage 2 gets revealed, that's getting talked about in the the Bethesda section. (laughs) Yeah, true. If if Rage 2 comes out, we're talking Bethesda next week. That's Well, I was going to say, yeah,
0: it probably makes sense that we do Bethesda next week anyway. But yeah, I... Yeah. Um, All right.
1: I just don't know if we're going to have time. Like, I'm just... Like, imagine... I almost want to split up Nintendo and Sony and pair them up with someone else because those will be... Actually, no, I don't know. Sony's going to be small. I don't think Sony will be big. Nintendo's a big one. (laughs) Nintendo and Ubisoft... Basically, like
0: most of the things that Sony talked about last year, either have come out or are coming out in the next six months. Yeah, um, except for like, you know, Last of Us, but or Death Stranding, but you know, the, the obvious ones, and Spider Man, yeah, but that's coming out in the next six months.
1: And go, and Go to Tsushima. Yeah, well, I don't know when that's coming out. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, and and their, and their announcements from their, from their third party publishing friends. Oh all right.
0: yeah, you know, <laughs> they've had a lot of good stuff come out, um, and we'll go with that. Um, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. We'll, let's do our um, let's do our outro then. And um, all right, cool. Call
1: this one an episode. Oh, actually, before we do now, we because we haven't signed up for Squarespace. Do you want me to leave, give our old email address, or let's leave the email out for this week and then bring it back next week?
0: Yeah, leave it and out. Leave it out. Just say if you want to contact like, us, just hit us up on Twitter I'll or leave something.
1: Because there's no point. Just in case, like, may as well just leave it out and bring it back next week. Because yeah, I, I'm I can't make the thing until we have a domain set up, which we can look at tomorrow night. Probably if you're not busy. No,
0: I've got the next two days off. So cool. Oh, cool. Well, uh, maybe
1: even during the day tomorrow, then.
0: Yep, I'm cool. I'm yeah free the next two days, so I'm gonna edit this tomorrow. Try and sweet. play that Detroit demo. So
1: sweet. Sounds good. All right, Ben.
0: Cool. <clears throat> Okay, well, now we've got all that out of our system. Um, Got that uh, negative Nancy uh, attitude out about our old mate's EA. Uh, I reckon that's an episode, though, Kyron.
1: I I think you're right, Joel. And, again, I I do feel bad when we um, harp on EA a little bit. But it's just they don't give us reasons not to, I guess is the best way to put it. They've done it to themselves.
0: They they are well aware of what they're doing. They're not just like, oh, we made a mistake. Oh, look, oh, we didn't know what we were doing. Like they have, they know exactly what they are doing, and they tried to push that envelope as as far as they could, into especially in terms of microtransactions. And then they they fucked up and they fucked up microtransactions for everyone. So they,
1: as I said in the in the in our notes when we had Brennan on the episode, like they really poisoned that waterhole that so yep. many developers were like, Oh, we can make money through this. Oh no, what has VA done? We have to find a new way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They've ruined no, it. it. It's they certainly have.
0: Oh boy. Oh, boy. We promised it'll be all ha- it'll be much happier after this one, I feel.
1: Yeah, well actually, you know what, Joel, since you've mentioned it, before we before we actually do the outro, let's let's get ourselves excited again. Okay. Let's let's go over the uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, E3 2018 press conference time, shall we? Oh, I like it. Let's do it. So, it all kicks off on Sunday, June 10th at 4am. Ha ha! With EA, of course. Once again, EA first out the door. They, that's, that's how yep. they do things. <laughs> Set the bar so, low, guys. Let's do it. Next up. Is Monday, June 11 at 6 a.m. We have Microsoft. Cool. Uh Monday, June 11 again at 11:30 a.m. is Bethesda. Cool. Excellent. Uh then we get to the to the packed day, Joel, for Tuesday. Mm, yep. So Tuesday, starting at 3 a.m. is Square Enix. 6 a.m. Ubisoft. 8 a.m. The much anticipated PC gaming show. We yeah. <laughs> Eleven AM is Sony's press conference, which will end that day. And then Wednesday, June 16, at 2 A.M. is the Nintendo Digital Showcase, whatever the hell they call it. Yeah. Is that better? Really? You feel a bit feel a bit better now? Yeah, I feel
0: much better. Like sense. most of those are great. Yeah. I'm so excited.
1: I'm so excited. And also there's a there's a devolver one in there somewhere. I don't think they've put a timeout oh, yet, though. Yes! Oh, The my devolver God. ones are usually just a joke anyway, so they don't really count. Oh,
0: <laughs> hey. Do, that does not discredit. I, actually, no. Do you know what? In the stream after the the uh, default one last year, the the stream that they kept doing, uh, that's where I first heard about Battleship Brigade. That game's fucking great. So, I'm you know. just saying, like, yep, no, it's, hey, look, it's not for everyone. I'll I'll give you that. I, I fucking loved it last
1: year. It was it was funny and also soul crushingly. You're like, oh wow, you've, I, you've nailed I, that. I, yeah i i enjoy e3 i'm sick all right i i get it now (laughs) yep yeah no
0: it's yeah it's it's funny because like i i I still i get well and truly behind the hype train behind e3 and and everything that comes out of it and i get you know fucking screaming and cheering and hollering at my tv uh with excitement but like yeah watching that devolve when i was just like yep that's it (laughs) Yeah, not I'm, wrong. I'm a bad
1: person. Alright, cool. You are, cool. You are not
0: wrong. Um but yeah. I, will go I and like
1: watch continue watching E3 in a in
0: shame, I guess. <laughs> oh, I just I love I I if you can't laugh at yourself, what can you do? That's what I say. That's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone else is gonna laugh at me, I might as well laugh at myself as well.
1: Um cool. I reckon that's an episode though, Karen. That's fair. My final update on on Rage 2 Watch. Oh, Rage 2 Watch. Nothing. Uh, Nothing yet. As soon as we hit
0: stop. As soon as we hit stop. I bet you. It'll be when we stop. It'll
1: it'll happen. They'll reveal everything. They'll tell us the entire story and we'll be like, well, shit, we missed it.
0: Yep. Trailer, release date, fucking... It, the release date's now, it's out. By the time we, we get to recording next week, the, everyone will have played it. and, and well, yeah.
1: you know, Rage 1 was only like, what, five hours long, so it could happen. Oh, God, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's... you good now? All good? We can wrap it up? We're all good. I think we can wrap it up. Okay, cool. In that case, I want to thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point of the episode. If you'd like to keep up with us on the social media, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just dialogue options. Uh, any podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes or PodBe itself, PodChaser, any of those things, chuck us a thumbs up, a review, some stars, a like, a share, whatever you want to do. We do appreciate any support you can offer us because it definitely helps. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, at LemonManX, where, honestly, Joel, I'm glad I'm looking at this, because it's given me a chance to bring it up. Uh, the last mm. thing I tweeted about was the fact that we are getting a live-action Monster Hunter movie. It starts yeah. filming in September, from, like, the Resident Evil live-action team, and Miller Jovovich is attached, and I don't know why. I don't know why we are getting this.
0: I, look, sure, why not? Let's, why not? It can't be any can... worse than fucking what Jurassic Park's doing at the moment. So fucking let's go. I don't
1: know. I'm, I'm excited for Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, no, I'm not, not excited ever. for this. This is going to be garbage. Yeah, but it'll be it, it'll be it'll be like fun garbage. It'll
0: be like going mm. to the tip and finding like a, an old rocking horse. And you're like, this is kind of cool. Insight into Joel's life. That's fine. <laughs> Karen, I'm Karen, I'm
1: pretty tired right now. <laughs> can you tell? I can sort of tell. Uh, it's also, showing. this isn't this isn't a, a really recent tweet. It was one I tweet. I, I retweeted earlier today. Uh, Eurovision. I honestly don't really give a shit about it. But a particular one of the acts did the awesome Ginyu Force pose from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, so I see that. <laughs> I hope they. I hope they win. That's
0: my only hope. Uh, I think actually, I I believe it was like a drag act that won, not the somewhere. Ginyu Force. I'm not sure. I I don't know if that was, if it was the Ginyu force. I should have but voted for the Ginyu force. I got a lot of people I know on Facebook that, um,
1: yeah, were very I'm,
0: excited for it. So
1: I'm following a lot of people I follow are watching it. I don't, I just want to believe in that. In my world, the Ginyu force won. That's fair, right? I, I think that's fair. Mad, uh, yeah, it's fair.
0: Mad solo for Jace.
1: <laughs> where can I find you, Virgil?
0: Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where uh, I just the last thing I tweeted was. Um, uh, yesterday, I went to a, uh, a, a warehouse sale for Hannabees Warehouse. Um, uh, they had a, a warehouse sale, uh, basically, with all their Rooster Teeth gear, because they're moving warehouses, and they had a one-day sale. And I went to one previously before, like uh, like sometime last year, and I picked up a couple of things here and there. It was a couple of, like, you know, older stuff, that I was like, oh, I'll buy that, why not? Um, they had a lot of shit there this time. Um, I may have spent like 128 bucks on things, um, but from that, I did get four t-shirts, I got a new hoodie, I got uh, a pair of leggings for Ash, which they're ruby leggings as well, so they've got like Crescent Moon on them, they look fucking sick, um, and uh, what else did I get, uh, oh, some uh, Sugar Pine 7 socks. Uh, and then we got a whole bunch of like free stuff because we spent over a hundred dollars. They gave us ruby ruby volume one one to three on Blu-ray for free. I now have two copies in, in a steel book case, so I have another copy of that now um and but yeah, I got those cool cool stuff for free um and yeah, like I did a rough estimate of how much it would have probably all come out to, and it would have easily been to like two hundred and fifty three hundred dollars of stuff that I got. Um, for 128 dollars, so that made me feel better about justifying my spendings um, yesterday at the <laughs> Hannaby warehouse sale. Uh, but that's the last thing I tweeted. Um, yeah, that's my exciting week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, in that case, I apologize for the length of this episode. Never, Never apologize get- for your work, Kyron. I just want to- <laughs> We may as well get it out of at the door now e 3 is coming, and things are going to blow out, so uh, strap yourselves in, I guess. We're going to get
0: excited about lots of things, and then when we get excited, we like to talk in, in at great length about them. So, yeah, and get And there'll ready. be
1: tangents on tangents oh, on tangents. so many tangents.
0: So uh, many tangents.
1: Until then, we'll let our wonderful theme song by Azure Flux strike witches, get bitches, take us out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya! Bye!